The following program contains adult language and juvenile conversations. Listener discretion is advised. The weekend of April 12th and 13th, the Deadites 25th anniversary celebration weekend. Ah, fuck it. Welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. Welcome to episode 344 of Trick or Treat Radio. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. The Deadites are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, we win championship belts. And uh, once again, this is becoming a, a bit of a trend, but we're kicking things off with an interview. Although I, I, I hesitate to call it an interview because uh, I think over the last uh, year or two, we've uh, become friends with, with our next guest. And uh, we are now introducing uh, Fred Carlini from Mixtape Massacre. And Fred's here to talk all about the upcoming Kickstarter campaign for Escape from Tall Oaks. I am so excited to hear about this. Fred, welcome to Trick or Treat Radio again, my friend. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Doing awesome, man. It's great to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me again. When, yeah. when was the last? When was the last time I did this? Like uh, during the Black Mask? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, because I look yeah. back at the promotional stuff, and I think that was the last time I I created artwork for it was the Black Mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you you guys just this was hit last your, year. Yeah, you guys just hit your goal. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that's right. The, the night that that you were on. Well, yeah, look yeah, at that's right. Memory that's right. on Brad over here. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, you know, you guys didn't like rest on your laurels and, and slow down after that, yeah. huh? Yeah, no, we um, it, it things actually after the Kickstarter really picked up, um, and uh, we've gone through a lot of printings of the game, and it keeps seeming to find new fans and things like that. Um, we started releasing some like minor releases in between yeah. big releases. Uh, like booster packs and stuff like that, and people are really starting to like enjoy the little world we're creating. So that's always a that's always a cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. The booster booster packs were cool, and it, it was just sort of like an add on of like you buy a pack for I believe they were selling for ten bucks, and and you basically get more game for you. You know, I think it's a really cool idea because yeah. you know, and, and especially in between games and expansion packs, to be able to you know put put extra gameplay out like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, that's part of the idea behind it was is like uh, Madden MJ and I. We between all these big releases, we wanted to still have something because fans are always asking for new content. So uh, it became kind of a cool thing to uh, kind of make and get to tell more funny stories and yeah. make more funny scenes. So that's always a that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. So it's cool that you guys were able to put those out. And so you did sort of allude to Escape from Tall Oaks last time that you were on. But I'm sure you can tell uh, tell us a lot more about it right now. And and let me just to let, let people know out there that the Kickstarter campaign, if you're not listening live or if you are listening live and want to find out more, the Kickstarter campaign is launching on Wednesday, March 6th. Is that correct, Fred? Yep, next Wednesday. Awesome. So we got you a week ahead of things. And uh Tell people what they can expect from Escape from Tall Oaks. So the idea with Escape from Tall Oaks was actually something we came up when we originally made the game. Um, 
we always wanted to make it possible for players to be able to play as the victims as much as they would have the chance to play as the killers. But when it got down to it, we, we wanted to release the game and get it up on Kickstarter. So we initially just went with you're playing as the killers, taking everyone out. Um, and so it was kind of cool that we waited on it because as the game grew and it got a bigger fan base and we started hearing more and more about things people wanted to see out of the game, it allowed us to like further craft this game. Yeah. So I think when people get their hands on this, they're going to be pretty surprised. Um, there's definitely a lot more depth to this game compared to the original. Um, and there's a lot more elements and layers to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still the, the thing we wanted to keep in mind, no matter what was, no matter how much we added into it, no matter how much we had to push strategy with this game, we still wanted to make it approachable and simple to learn like the original game. So that was pretty key for us in uh, coming up with the game. Um, and uh, the cool thing is, like we said, you're going to be playing as the survivors in this one. Um, there'll be a lot of elements from the old game, like killer scenes and bonus tracks. Uh, but in this instance, you'll actually be doing the rescues and you'll be trying to rescue your friends. Nice. While that's happening, uh, you're also working together to solve tasks in the town, like getting the power back on, sending out distress calls, things like that. But at the same time, you're also still working against each other because at the end of the game, only one group of friends is going to be able to escape. Mm. So there are chances to betray each other. There are chances to screw each other over. Um, you can... Um, you can, you can make noise in this game, and when you make noise, it calls out some of the familiar like horror characters that we've created. Like, You've got your uh, kind of possessed girl, Sarah, from the original game. She's back, um, stalking the characters. You've got your killer clown, Smiley. He's stalking the characters. And then kind of your big bad of the game, of course, is the mascot of the original, Legend. And yep. basically, he'll be like your final boss of the game that you have to beat before you escape the town. Yep. Um. And uh, one of the cool elements with this game is that we're also allowing players to search locations. So once you defeat a location and it's empty, you can search it, get new supplies. Uh, That supplies can help you. But at the same time, some supplies will make noise like guns or chainsaws and things like that. So so things like that uh, are popping up while you're playing the game. Um, But uh, again, it's something we wanted to keep that was going to keep the game uh, still fun, still retro in nature. Um, and still have that cool 80s nostalgia vibe. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like you guys have definitely, I mean, from everything I've seen, have definitely kept that kept that spirit alive. And that's one of the things I think that really resonated with folks is it, it just was relatable in the fact that it, it's the horror that we grew up with, that we love, but it also has that, that element of, the, of sort of the music aspect of things, even though there's not directly music in, you know, in the game. But you guys create a playlist, and, and, and a lot of the designs is very evocative of, of that sort of aesthetic. So you know, I think you guys definitely have that nailed down. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. Um, so yeah, the, the biggest thing, though, with this game that we wanted to do was um, one of the things that we hate as gamers, and that's playing video games or anything else, is it's kind of like when I buy, you know, back in the day you'd buy Madden 95, Madden 96, Madden 97, et cetera, et cetera. And you're just always investing in a new game and your old games basically become useless. Yeah. What we wanted to do with this was we wanted to make it that you could actually hook up the old game to the new game. Yeah. And uh, make it killers versus, uh, killers versus survivors. So 
rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the cool things about the game is that the old game is kind of like the south side of the town, and yep. the new game is kind of the north side of the town, oh. and you can you can cross between both of them. Um, you can explore the different locations, go after each other, things like that. So whereas the game itself is actually a standalone game, it also is technically an expansion as well if you have the original game. So gotcha. it's one of those things where if you're just getting into the game and you're just joining joining in, you've you've got a game to play. But if you have the old game, it makes it so that that old game hasn't gone to waste. That's amazing. And I actually didn't know that aspect of it. I know you guys were sort of trying to build this this world, so to speak, but I didn't realize that. And I think that's such a, such a cool element. And so to go back to is just talking about Escape from Tall Oaks is – so it's more of a it's it's a cooperative game. Like, can you play it just as a co-op game, or so it's it's meta cooperative. Okay, it's you're all working towards the same goal, and sometimes working with each other. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a survival horror game. So, at the end of the day, only one group of people can make it out. Right. Um, right. So that'll kind of be the fun part about it is that. Though slowly you're like, okay, hey, I'm going to pass this task off to you and help you complete this, or I'll go defeat this guy for you. It's going to get to a point in the game where you're eventually going to turn on each other and try to work against each other to get to the end. I got you. Okay. So, you know, so there are definitely cooperative cooperative elements and you could play it that way, but there's also going to be a time when you sort of going to have to turn on your friends. (laughs) absolutely yeah it's like this show (laughs) it's like every week yeah absolutely (laughs) well and i I always thought that was something that was in 80s films is where like the groups starts out and they're all like you know all right we got to get away from the killers we got to work together and then slowly the egos come out and things like that and you slowly start to work against each other or someone sacrifices someone else to the killer so they can get away and it's just again it's that whole thing from like 80s horror that was just always hilarious and We've got those stereotypes in the game. Each character is like your cliche stereotype. You've got your um, you've got your jock, you've got your cheerleader, you've got your goth girl, your nerdy kid. Um, we've got like this little b boy kid, uh, Mario, and then we've got um, kind of like the town DJ slash local celebrity. So yep. we've got all those kinds of characters in the game. And if we hit some certain stretch goals, we've got two other uh, pretty cool characters uh, hiding in the wings. So. Nice. So obviously, you know, that was going to be a follow up. You you guys are obviously going to have stretch goals for this as well, which, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you want to get enough to get the base game out there, like enough of the game that will will be awesome. But then if if you guys get the contributions, then you're going to sort of expand things out a little bit more. Absolutely. We've got um, so the first few stretch goals uh, will unlock some um, some additional elements for the game that I think people are really going to be pumped about. And then. There's one stretch goal, I think it's like the fourth one, that no one knows anything about, but and, and we don't tell you what it is on the, on the stretch goal or Kickstarter page, yep. but when we do unlock it, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to lose their shit, so, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something we've been working on for a while while the game's been getting bigger and bigger, so we're pretty excited to release it. Yeah, I'm excited to check out the the Kickstarter campaign and see yeah. what you guys are offering. And you know, uh, and the other thing too is I love the the t-shirts you guys put out. And you know, last year for the Black Mask, I, I got my awesome Reaper shirt that I that I rock now and then. Yeah, that is a nice shirt. I still wear my uh, original mixtape mask shirt uh, 
Yep. More more often than I probably ought to. I, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I am I am uh, legendary for ha- like my gimmick is that I have so many T-shirts that I don't have to wash them all the time so they don't get like messed up. But but that one that's one of the few that get like put you know washed a little too much so I can wear it a little too much. So I love it. I love the design of that character. I love the overall aesthetic of the game. I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Right now, I'm showing a uh, a slideshow of some of the art that you sent to me, Fred, and uh, so people can see some of the some of the the pieces of you know game pieces and uh, also the new T-shirt. I don't know if you guys can see it right Ooh. there, MZ. See that? It's got um, it's got the the legend. I assume is that is that the legend that's on the T-shirt? Yeah. So we got yeah. our buddy um, our buddy Jeff from Rockets Are Red. They're a company who actually does a lot of. Um, gig posters like for for pretty big bands actually um he's done some stuff for like against me and different bands like that um and so we had linked up with him and uh had asked like you know we've got this kickstarter coming up we want to do something kind of special for it and we wanted to like give like a really really awesome mood with the shirt of like you know here's the town here's the menacing killer you know up up in the front is like these silhouettes of like the kids like ready to go to war kind of thing and it's got that welcome to tall oak sign so yeah we we definitely wanted to like um it's, it's like you said like i've always liked the shirts we put out as well and i just wanted to like make sure that like we're up in our game every time much like the yeah. game itself um i wanted to just make sure we're taking it to the next level yeah and and you know from everything i've seen you guys are, are certainly doing that and so some of these images i i believe you said you guys were just releasing today right yeah so uh I don't know if you put the layout. Uh, we had just released it early this morning. Um, so, yeah, we've got the player station in there, I think you were showing, which is like in the old game, the killers like had knives and yeah. you would put your health in there. Since we're dealing with like kids in this one, we decided to make the player stations rulers. Yep. Um, and you'll notice on the rulers, actually, there's a um, it's like six dots and four of them are green and two of them are red. And the idea is that in this game, so in the old game, you would roll one one standard dice to move. Yeah. Um, in the new game, you roll two because we, we wanted to make it kind of like the movies where the killers move slow, but if they get to you, you're screwed. Right. <laughs> Whereas in this, you have two dice, so you move fast, but you'll notice that those there's those two red um, spots at the end of the ruler. And basically if your health gets down to that zone, you lose the ability to use two dice and you start uh, limping uh, and you're only, and you're only going to move with one. Um, so, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to take it up an, uh, a notch and, and have some fun with the different elements in the game. You've got your uh, supplies in the game. Cool thing about the supplies is, is that um, whereas in the old game, there was like, you'd be rolling to chance you now have supplies that you can use to assist you in your role. So like if I have a shotgun and it gives me a plus two and say the card I'm facing is a three, I could use that shotgun and then roll the dice to get that extra point to yep. take, take the guy out. But the, the, the other cool part about putting those in there is it, it starts to give the players a choice of whether or not to uh, actually use those weapons at times, because there will be like slashers stalking you. And if their meter's pretty high and you use one of those things and make noise, you're going to call that slasher to you. Yep. So it kind of it kind of makes you second guess yourself as to whether you want to start using weapons at times and things like that. that that's that's super cool. Jeez. And that's and it's almost like I mean, I mean, I hesitate to call it 
uh, AI because it's an analog board game. But in a way, you 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 give you know sort of you know some sort of um, you know ability for the for the monsters to sort of hear you or interact with you, which I think is is something that that I haven't seen very often, if at all, in 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 any board game. So I think that's a really cool addition. Yeah, we th- it, basically our thinking on it was kind of like. Um there's always those scenes in the movie where the kid like squeaks or like moves their, their shoe and like it makes noise. And then all of a sudden you see the killer turn in the frame like real fast. Yeah. Like what the hell was that? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of to that point that we wanted to kind of bring that element from movies in. Yeah. It's, it's, super, it's a super cool idea. And how has that felt in, in play tests? Cause I'm sure you guys have been play testing the crap out of it. So it's pretty hilarious. Like to just, uh, cause we've also, we've also had some demo nights with uh, a lot of friends to like, let them come in give us their thoughts and opinions and stuff like that. And it's pretty funny to watch people like carefully making the decision as to whether or not they're going to use their weapons and then how they react when someone unleashes someone or things of that nature. Um, a couple people like throwing the table and stuff like that. So it's great. Um, it, it's good that it gets like the kind of the right kind of reactions that we want from people where I wouldn't say people are scared, because the game is comical, but there's definitely that shock of like, you know, sometimes you can draw a card that just immediately pulls them to you and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see that like the game is starting to because you're playing as the survivors, you're more scared of drawing certain cards. Whereas when you were playing as the killers, you were just looking forward to like slashing someone in a bathtub or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> now, in in your play testing, uh, where do you? Uh... What do you find to be more enjoyable to play as the killer or as the victim? Um, it's funny. We did have some people who, when they first sat down, were like, wait, we're not playing as the killers anymore. And um, they were kind of bummed at first. But as they started to play it, they were they were saying like, yeah, this game definitely has more layers to it than the original. And that was something we, we definitely wanted. And the cool thing is, is those layers actually move over to the old game when you combine them. So you kind of get to see those those two kinds of worlds interact and how people interact um, with each other when you're playing it that way. So it's something we're really excited about, um, and and we're really happy to see like so much reaction from people when they're playing. Yeah, and I and obviously you know this week or today rather you had released some of the some of the screenshots that that you had sent along to us. And have you guys gotten some 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 feedback from? from fans yep yeah people are pumped uh it's pretty awesome um we have like a mini little facebook group for the event uh for uh for the kickstarter so we we have a lot of people they'll come in there to ask questions or post comments about like some of the stuff we're posting while we're doing it um so it's it's really really cool to uh see everyone getting really pumped about it and uh see that the response is really high to it yeah i mean it must just be you know, I've done Kickstarter campaigns, and I know that leading up to it, it's it's sort of uh, you know pretty hectic. So, you know, it's it, it's good to get that sort of steam under underneath yeah. your wings, so to speak, to to kind of lift you up to the to the the, the start line. I admire people who not only because our, our good friends uh, uh, Bill and Kyle, who made the incredible, who you'd love this movie actually, the incredible cult cinema documentary. So I love film freaks are uh, funding their physical release right now. Uh-huh. And uh, thinking about you guys starting this and the physical release of that, I would die. Like if I had to do a Kickstarter, like I wouldn't sleep. Like I would mainline coffee the whole time. Like I would just like keep, <laughs> I, I'd keep hitting refresh. Do you find like not the work you have to put in because obviously you want to up your game more, but do you find the the kind of social experiment element of it? I guess like the the 
the kind of watching it, uh, you know, move along is easier, like three deep now or see. I, so I thought I was, I, we all kind of had this thing where we're like, we've done two, they've been successful. Um, we can go in and do a third one. It'll be cool. And now it's like a week away and I've still got a couple things to finish before we do it. And I'm just like feeling the stress of like, shit, I got to finish this tonight. Like that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. that's, Especially since our kick, it's funny, our kicks, we, we like are so amazing at making schedules. Our Kickstarter goes live on Wednesday and then Thursday morning, Mary Joy and I literally have to drive up to Jersey for uh, Monster Mania. So it's just like, we plan this like so horribly, but so well, it's like hysterical. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think we, I'll say the social side, we're definitely more used to what's probably going to happen while the Kickstarter is going on. Like it's, it's really funny. Like when you do a Kickstarter, there's certain people who hit you up, uh, you know, asking you for a free game and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And we're always like, we're, I, like, it's funny. Like you'll get like 60 emails the day of your Kickstarter going live. It's, it's hysterical. And then you'll have people who will like pay a dollar to come on to your Kickstarter to say something shitty and then go away. Cause no one can get away from a comment section, apparently. <laughs> um, I didn't so even there's things. Thing. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Like, we don't even have a dollar option on our thing this time because I was like, I just don't want to deal with yeah, those people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's funny to just see people come in real quick. They'll be like, I'm going to put my pledge in, say some shit, and then I'm going to bounce out. And it's like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I mean, it's hysterical. But like, yeah, we've gotten we've gotten used to that side of it. But I will say, like, I don't think we ever go day one and we're like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, we're always like, shit, I hope people like this thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously, you know, once you get like 50% funded, it's like, all right, now we're getting there. We're getting a little closer. But yeah, I imagine there's always that that sort of feeling of like, shit, like, are we maybe not going to do it this time? But, uh, you know, you guys have, have obviously had great success so far with with your previous campaign. So I can't imagine that this is going to be any different. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm never, I'm never, never ultra confident about anything. So that, yeah. that, that helps. I, I, I weigh my disappointments really well. <laughs> well, when you look at the time frame that, uh, that you've reached these goals, I mean, it, it's mere hours, it's like true. literally. Yeah. The, I mean, the first, the, it's funny, the first Kickstarter, we didn't get greenlit until probably seven days left in the campaign. And then when we went and did the second one for the expansion, the black mask, we got greenlit in like 48 hours. And I was like, your brand. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. I was like, I was like, all right. So people are into this. So, I mean, I hope that enthusiasm, I mean, I will say like our fan base is really cool. Like, you know, I, the people are, they're always, always posting about their game nights. They're always, um, cracking jokes we love to be like social with them like if people are ever commenting on our facebook and they get a gift back it's probably from me because i'm <laughs> always posting that shit but it's just it's funny to just see how much people want to interact and talk talk about talk about horror talk about like the references in the game and how they get them and like the jokes and stuff like that um our playlist has a shit ton of followers and it's so hysterical like which is fun which is cool because we know people follow the playlist to play with the game, which is what we always wanted. We wanted people to like have that ultra eighties vibe when they're playing the game. So yeah. it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so how long is the campaign? Are you guys doing a 30-day campaign? Yeah, we're doing the, the, the regular 30-day campaign. Yep. Um, the goal is going to be 25000 All right. Um, and uh, from there, uh, if we if we hit that, we're it's happening. And then from there, we're, uh, we've got a bunch of stretch goals in mind that we think people are going to be pretty, pretty psyched on. Awesome. Yeah, I can't, can't wait to hear more about them. And I assume that the stretch goals are just going to sort of expand out the universe and the game a little bit more, right? Yeah, we've got some cool characters in mind that we want to bring into the game. We've got some additional elements we want to bring into the game. We want to upgrade some of the pieces for the new game um, to make them ultra nice, um, as well as like just upgrade the box and make it like... like we uh, Last campaign, we did this like spot printing on the expansion, which I loved because... It, um, we kind of made the box look like an old Columbia Pictures box, like an old VHS box, yeah. um, like with like the uh, with the red outlines and the white text and everything. Yeah, yeah. So we we wanted to like have that red pop. So we did spot printing on it, and it made it feel like every time people grab that box, like, whoa, this is really nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, it's like things like that where you like not only make it's not only a cool game, but you know, as as horror, horror fans and like collectors it's cool to make stuff that actually looks cool too like oh, it's yeah. something people want to have on their shelf or people want to show off and right. stuff like that so um it's always key for us especially as designers you know we want to make it we want to make it not only a, a game but we want to make it a collectible and something people are really proud and happy to have on their shelf right right well of all the kind of um war, you know like fandoms i straddle uh, I would say that horror fans are probably the most avid physical uh, media and just uh, memorabilia in general collectors. Oh, you know? yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I mean, when when we do conventions, people are walking out of their goddamn duffel bags. It's it's right. it's fucking, it's, fucking, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like uh, like I think last time we were there, like Diabolic DVD and like uh, uh, those guys are trouble for my bank account. Uh, yeah, dude, mine too. Um, ben and Vinegar Syndrome, I think, were at the last Monster Mania, oh, and wow. I, I, I'm pretty sure I left there with like ten yeah. Blu-rays. It was yeah, like crazy. My my wall looks stupid. Like people come to my house, they think it's blockbuster. Right. It's ridiculous. It's but. legit at the point where like Vinegar Syndrome starts bringing stuff over to our booth at conventions before <laughs> even like they'll be like putting the limited edition slip cover on it as they walk over <laughs> Blood Harvest. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Hand it over. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I got their recent mausoleum release. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's that thing is so good. <laughs> I'm, next time I see him at a show, I'm just going to run by and throw my wallet in there like a grenade. <laughs> There's probably nothing in it. <laughs> It'll take him a long time to figure it out. Yeah. Just throw Raven Shadows. Yeah. No, that'll him. hurt one of those <laughs> I like those guys. <laughs> And I think that's sort of one of the inherent things about being a horror fan is that there is a sort of this collectibles aspect to it of, you know, there's a lot of horror fans that still collect VHS. And I, I, I don't know for certain, but I would imagine that the VHS like aftermarket is still going strong just because of horror. You know, like I, I have a bunch of shitty movies I can't get rid of. No one wants that shit. No one wants a romantic comedies on VHS. You know, it's. It's it's a uh, it's fucking horror, you know, and oh, it's it's, it's easily like it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, we do um, we've done for the past what has it been 
two years. Yeah, the past two years we've done this. Uh, we sponsored this slashback video event. Oh yeah, that um, Ryan from Blumhouse puts on, where it's it's all these amazing collected like horror old school VHS. Like, I mean, these are original prints and stuff like that, and they're just up for display. And like, you go in, and it's basically like an experience of being back in an old store. And it is so crazy to just see how into it so many people are when they go to that thing. It's it's hysterical. Um, but it's also crazy to like watch guys like at, at, at like the convention selling those tapes and be like, yeah, yeah, you can get like three for five. I'm like, Jesus Christ, so good. Like mm-hmm. I have I have beta tapes, which is <laughs> wow. I have like I have like old school beta tapes, like I have like Flamingo Kid and like which is fucking hilarious that i have that <laughs> um but like because because it's funny actually my dad had a beta machine and when we'd rent movies from uh kroger's because we yeah. lived in cincinnati it would either be beachmont video or kroger's is where we could rent videos and he'd bring home like old school like horror films and he'd put in the vhs and then i'd see him plug in the cords in, and he'd be recording the shit on beta and i'd be laughing so hard because he's like Oh, that's what the beta machines for is like copying these things. I'm like, all right, cool, yep. dad, you're going to go to jail, man. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was just so funny. Like, cause oh, I just remember so much as a kid, just having beta tapes everywhere. Cause like we'd watch so many movies so much and he'd buy stuff in beta and I'd be like, dad, there's VHS. Like, let's get VHS. Uh, so funny. <laughs> do you, Wolfie, do you remember, I, I won't say which one it is, uh, but there's a member of our band uh-huh. that like, for like three years became like an obsessive VHS copying pirate. Do you remember this? No. Sounds like Einie I Well, when yeah. you said obsessive, I knew yeah. who you meant. So <laughs> he like literally like at one point like somebody made a joke about like copying tapes and then like a year later I was like, Oh man, you know what I'd like to see? And he was like, what do you what do you want to see? And I was like, I'd like to see Legend. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Well, we'll come on downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and in his old house in uh, maybe Medford, because I'm not saying who it is, like there used to be like a extra room like that, like I had never gone in before. Yeah. So one time I went into this room, it was uh, now wall to wall, white label, two films written in black Sharpie, alphabetical order. Like, so not only was he like stealing these things, he was procuring them in alphabetical order so that he could have, like, Alien and, like, like Anthrax on the same, like, <laughs> like VHS tape. <laughs> so, you know, like, it, it was crazy. I don't, sorry, it just made me think of that. <laughs> like, well, I, did, ne- I did mention we're going to have some derailment, so right. it's, yeah, it's... Of course, cool. the next time I went in, he had, like, all those airsoft guns, and I didn't know they were airsoft guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I yeah. thought he was going to take over Medford. <laughs> <laughs> the taking like, of Medford. <laughs> like, I literally walked in, and there was, like, uh, like he had replaced the VHS shelves with, like, pegboard, and there was, like, 200 guns hanging on the wall. And yeah, I was like, it, yeah, it was, it's yeah, kind of ridiculous. I was like, uh, I don't want to know what's in there. <laughs> the town he lives in now, you could take it easy. Just that one fucking bridge. Shrewsbury is his. <laughs> Not that we've talked about it. <laughs> 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 but there's really just one one main way in. Take that out. She's very sure. And for my next comedy show, I'll be appearing in federal prison. <laughs> 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 
So yeah, so the, this all sounds awesome, and 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 hopefully there's some folks out there that I know we have some listeners that enjoy mixtape massacre and. Uh, you know, and 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 subsequent expansion and everything. So you know, hopefully everyone checks out the Kickstarter when it drops uh, next Wednesday on Wednesday, March sixth. It'll be up for thirty days. So if you guys want to help support the, are you guys calling it a sequel? Is that is it safe to say? Yeah, it's definitely a sequel. It takes place a few years later. We've we've made it to like um, Legend and Sarah and Smiley. They all look like they've been through the shit. Yep. Like. Uh, Smiley definitely looks like he's seen Nam, so it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah, going to say, in, in, the, uh, in the, um, the picture you sent, you can tell that they've all sort of been weathered a little bit. They've, they've seen their share. Yeah, and it, I mean, that's, again, something like you see in a lot of the horror films is like, you know, you had characters like Jason whose masks were broken, Michael's yeah. was like ripped and stuff. So it's just something we wanted to carry over and make sure like, you know, we're, we're staying true to like the old 80s kind of style films. But it's also like we want to keep telling like, we're not like story driven, but we want to keep telling like a small story of like every time you enter the game, like some big event has happened and what the hell is wrong with all the people in this town that no one has moved out. Cause obviously this is the worst town, but like it's a, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Yeah. It's good to, to just move the narrative along. Even if, even if it's just slightly, you know, like it gives, gives people a sense of, 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 of a world and, and, and sort of a greater story, which you know, even in a in a board game, something is so analog. I think it, I think it's very cool that you guys are doing that. Thanks, man. Yeah. So obviously, we got this coming coming you know down the road in in a week or so, and obviously, I know you guys are always always working on something. Do you have other stuff in the works? Not that you know. Obviously, we're focused on Escape from Tall Oaks, but you guys have stuff in the works for down the road. So we do. We have a couple other plans for mixtape, but those are like back burner stuff right now because Efto, or is what we're calling it, Efto, Escape from Tall Oaks, is uh, obviously yeah. like foreground. We also have a game that we actually developed last year. Yeah. Um, and it's actually ready to go. We just haven't. <laughs> We just haven't pushed it yet because we just we just get so much demand for mixtape that we're like, all right, let's put out one more thing so people are happy for a while so we can put out this other thing. Um, and then we've also been working on like two other things. So we've got about besides our day jobs where we're just designing crap all the time for clients and doing marketing and, and web and all that stuff. We have probably three games um, kind of floating that we'll probably be putting out in the next couple years. Um, that I think uh, the fan base is really going to love. I can, I can, I can clearly say that they are all horror related, at least. Um, yeah. Two of them are definitely, definitely like very, very deep in in that genre. Um, whereas the other one's kind of like adventure with a splash of like um, horror. So, nice. yeah, but it's cool. It's just you know, Mary. Jo- it's it's the three of us. It's Mary Joy, Matt, and I. So you know, we're we're. I don't have any hair left to lose. So. <laughs> Are you taking, um, taking it from them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> you have portraits of them in your attic where they're bald, and you have a long, flowing mane. <laughs> well, well, Matt's a father of three, so he's bald too. Oh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mary, Mary Joy is like the one with like all the life force. Like we're slowly like trying to like suck the life force from her and try to stay alive. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're slowly, we're slowly, uh, getting ready to like do things with those three games, but, um, you know, people, people love mixtapes. So we want to, you know, 
we're totally about keeping the fans happy. Like if if we didn't love what we were doing with the game, we wouldn't still be doing it. We'd be doing something else. So yeah. Um, and the fact that we're getting positive response back continually from people um, just makes us want to do more with it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, I know that you know you you guys have day jobs too, so to speak. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't know how you guys find time to do all this, but <laughs> hopefully, it one day becomes lucrative enough where me. I mean, obviously, I know you guys probably enjoy your day jobs, but you know. Hopefully, it becomes lucrative enough where this is sort of a thing that you're doing more of, you know. Well, yeah, and the beautiful thing is that I mean, like Matt and I, we we own the studio, yeah. and Mary Joy's, Mary Joy's our employee. Um, so like we're working all day anyway, so it's not hard to be like, all right, let's take thirty minutes <laughs> and work on this for mixtape, or right. hey, uh, today we're just dedicating to mixtape. We'll push all of our clients to the side and we'll talk to them tomorrow, kind of thing. So it is cool to do that. Um, it does also like screw us over when we have like deadlines and we have to like really punch <laughs> yeah. down. But yeah, it's 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 fun and um yeah, I mean it's it's fun to have come up with this little passion project uh years back and people really responded to it. Um and now it's like growing. Um and that that's that's a good feeling. Like that's a win in my book. So like that's like a bucket list for me. Like yeah. created a created a game, people are happy with it. That's like I don't. I don't really care about like millions of dollars or anything like that. Sure. Like, like just just seeing that people are happy with something you make is is cool enough for me. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's and that's super cool. And you guys are able to continue doing this, which you know, like you said, that that's that's really what keeps you going. Is as long as people are digging it and, and there's people out there to play it, you guys are going to keep making it. So, so it's it's really cool. So I want everyone to go check out the Kickstarter after March sixth. So. I imagine folks can just look up Mixtape Massacre or Escape from Tall Oaks and find it on Kickstarter fairly easily once it's live. Yep. As soon as it, go, as soon as it goes live, either Escape from Tall Oaks or Mixtape Massacre, you will probably see it. Cool. So everyone out there, I know uh, we've, we've had some folks who have uh, supported in the past and uh, you know, definitely give it a look and, and consider supporting. And, and even if you guys will, even though you're not doing the $1 uh, tier, are you guys doing a tier where if folks just want to support and, and, and don't have enough money to, to receive the game, is there a tier for that? Yeah, I think there is like, um, I think there's like a $5 tier or something like that for like buy-ins or something of that nature. I think cool. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I think there is, I think there's cool. So even if folks don't have the money to, to, you know, to pre-order the game, so to speak, or get any of the other specials, there, there still should be a way for you to, to help support. So just uh, don't, just don't, just don't donate $5 and then tell me you're boning my mom and then take the $5 <laughs> back. Like, <laughs> don't, cool. don't wait, don't, don't waste our time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. I take $5 all day long to get insulted. <laughs> that, that's an idea for a fundraiser. Yeah. I think, the, I think the good play is to pay the $5 Say that uh, I'm boning your mom, and then say she gave me the five dollars. <laughs> These if people the got five dollars. If they keep the five dollars in the pot, yeah. then I'm cool with it. Right. These people got to up their game. Yeah. My mom would be cool with that. She'd be like, "Whatever, screw them." <laughs> so if you guys are gonna make fun and you're gonna shit post, at least you know, at least pay, pay, keep it in the pot. Yeah, don't take it back. Pa- Paps is in the chat, my son. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was like twenty minutes ago. Sorry, I just <laughs> I, it's just it was weird because I was just talking about him like on today. So I just, you were just he, talking about him on today. Well, today, and he was on my mind. Like, oh man, I was talking about Paps today. I looked up and there he was. Oh, yeah. thinking about thinking about Paps, huh? 
Nah, that'd be weird. <laughs> I'm thinking about how lucky I am that I didn't have to. Uh, I've all these little bastards found me when they were over 18. <laughs> all right, so everyone, go check out the Kickstarter campaign. And uh, now, actually, Fred's going to stick around for a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about a movie. We've been talking about doing this for a while with you, Fred, and uh, yeah. it, it just hasn't worked out. So glad that we can uh, keep keep you on board for a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, the film Assassination Nation. Now, Marsman, uh, you you were excited to you you already sort of talked about this a little bit on the mm-hmm. show, but what what had you excited to actually do this as a film discussion? Uh, mostly to fight with Raven Shadow and Ares, but one of them didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always down to fight. What do you want to fight about? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm, I'm actually bummed out that Raven Shadow's not here. So for those who listening to the podcast and not watching the live feed, he is not here today. Um, he he just he's he is feeling better, but he had a lot of stuff going on, and just, uh, it's snowing as well here, and uh, he lives the furthest away from from the studio. So uh, so Raven Shadow was uh, regretful that he couldn't make it, but. Um, Everything, everything's good. He's feeling better. Uh, I assume he'll be here next week. I just realized. I know he's been gone for like twenty minutes. He's probably in the bathroom. No, no, he grabbed his phone. So I'm (laughs) assuming you're gonna call. Oh no, no, that probably means he's in the bathroom. Right. Oh. (laughs) So we're down. We're down two. Aries phones are the magazines of the two Ks. That's disgusting. (laughs) That's disgusting. You you don't take your phone into the bathroom, Aries? No. Why? You guys do. Uh, I don't because I have a lot of comics to catch up on. But, like yeah. you don't? No, I play games. I I read. What I, do you read? Books, the newspaper, the funny books. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right, let's let's talk about a movie. So so yeah, so uh, Raven Shadow is not here, and uh, I he actually had had messaged me. Let me see if I can pull up his uh, his text, and he was he was. Uh, he said about 50 minutes into this week's flick. Um, well, as usual, it's it's uh, it's okay. fragmented. Yeah. Um, but then he says he says I'm not quite done yet. But could this be an important film? <laughs> and I said so. Then we talk about it, and uh, he's not here to talk about how important it is. But anyways, Assassination Nation. So this hit theaters uh, September 2018, and just recently hit VOD. And uh, so the film originally got the a release in 2018. It's rated R, and it is an hour 48 minutes. It's considered an action comedy crime movie, and it's written and directed by Sam Levinson, and it stars Odessa Young, Abra, Suki Waterhouse, Harry Neff, Coleman Domingo, Danny Ramirez, Joel McHale, Maude Apatow, and Bill Skarsgård. Any relation to the Apatow, I wonder? I don't know. Mm. And the synopsis... After a malicious data hack exposes the... It, wait. Yeah, yeah. Mod, mod, mod's a... That's Judd's a daughter. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah who's Who I think was, has been in like some of his movies as his daughter. Yeah, usually as like young daughter. I guess she's yeah, getting that's, old I, now. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Mod's like the the oldest one. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then she has the little sister or whatever. Yeah, I don't like that name, Mod. <laughs> who is... She? Oh, I, okay. I think I know who she was. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was... The one in cuffs. Okay, so yeah, so that is uh, Judd Apatow's daughter. So we've we've solved that issue. <laughs> <laughs> and the synopsis: After a malicious data hack exposes the secrets of the perpetually American town of Salem, chaos descends, and four girls must fight to survive while coping with the hack themselves. 
So funny, funny, funny thing, real quick yeah, Fred, about, yeah. about that. So this, the movie was about Salem and their data breach and a hack happening there, and not four months later, that actually happened in Salem. Oh, really? I didn't actually there, know that. There was there was a data breach and a bunch of people's information was exposed in wow. Salem. So pretty hilarious. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> So for the director, this is uh, director Sam Levinson's second feature. His first was a film called Another Happy Day, which I'm not familiar with, but had a pretty outstanding cast. Starred Ezra Miller, Ellen Barkin, Ellen Burstyn, and Demi Moore. I think it was uh, 2011 or 2013, I believe. Um, Has anyone seen that by any chance, Another Happy Day? No? No. All right. Yeah, 2011. He wrote and directed that as well. So that's a pretty long time between flicks, seven seven years. I guess in Hollywood, though, maybe it's not that long. But uh, so this movie, I don't know if I'd call it controversial, but I but I have heard you know some controversial things about it, and I know that it seems to be a very sort of divisive film. Where I'm hearing yeah. people that are like loving it and people that are hating it, and I'm not hearing too much in the middle. Not to say that there isn't, but especially. If you look at the aggregate review on, at least on IMDb, it's a 5.9 out Which of 10. Is so stupid. I think a big problem with it is that, and I don't know if you guys will agree or not, I feel like this film manages to like kind of walk a very dangerous tightrope, but it's also like, just ham-handed enough to like still feel like exploitation and still feel a little offensive you know oh, ab- absolutely yeah. i i think i think this movie hits on a lot of hot topics but like pushes them to the extreme right and i mean there was two people who walked out of the movie when i saw it in theaters like it like they um i think they got up immediately after um there's a sex scene um between a transgender character and a guy yep and then uh, the couple were just like, what are we watching? And like <laughs> left. And I was like, really? Like this is this is the part that you're going to walk out on? Yeah. Um, but it's just like, I mean, I, I, I think with like social media and everything, this movie was I, I, I loved it. I, I'm going to be I'm going to I don't know what your guys opinion is, on, but I, this movie I loved. Like I, I remember walking out and I was like, I want to see that again. Like it's so crazy. The stuff that happens in this movie, like. But it's yeah. also believable. But it's also believable. Like it's what you said. Like it's extreme, but I believe it at the same time. Right. Like, like it does a weird thing. Like I feel like it does. Like you said. Like it handles. Like it takes these things, and it manages to mock uh, certain elements cinematically. But it also does this thing where I feel like uh, when it throws its shit, it doesn't like do the movie thing to like take a side. Because I feel oh, like, no. yeah, like, because I, I feel like our protagonists are pretty, like, in certain ways, unlikable, right? I'm not talking about, like, the broad, like, uh, strokes that were almost put in here, I think, to a degree to, like, yeah. make the literary, like, to, to make this a very thinly veiled classic literary uh, modern retelling, I guess, for lack of a better. It's probably, there has to be a fucking better way than I said it. But, um,. Like, you know, so I'm not talking about the affair stuff, but I think in just their over general all general. Uh, well, I think that, yeah, I think they're I think they're rotten teenagers. Right. Um, like, yeah. but 
I mean, but like what teenager isn't to an extent rotten at times. Like they're, they, they think, they think the trivial things in their lives are super important. They think that like, um, every, every time something's happening, their life is falling apart. Like that's, that's so teenager. So it's like, it's hard to like those kids. Like if I'm a teenager, I'm probably like, Oh man, this is so dramatic. But like as an adult who like looks back on being a teen is like, this is some trivial bullshit. Why are you getting so worked up about this? But at the same time, like it's like you said, certain things go off the deep end with these characters and things like the affair and some of the social media stuff. And it gets like all of a sudden their trivial shit turns into real harmful shit. Yeah. Like it's, which is what I thought was really cool about it. Yeah, for sure. There was definitely a lot of really sensitive sort of issues and stuff that can, could, affect all of us i mean you know like it's it's something you know we've we've often talked about the definition of horror and this to me is like the ultimate horror movie because like it it is like uh, you know such um an invasion of your privacy you know and and sort of these these sort of false you know maybe maybe i guess in a way false sort of senses of security because everyone thinks that that their their shit's tied down until it's not you know and you know you never know who a lot of people think oh well that's not going to happen to me or or whatever so it's just is is just one of those sort of things that that could happen to anybody really and that shit's scary whether you have something to hide or not your shit getting out there is just scary you know knowing that it's available for anyone well it's also that whole like the level between parents and kids and how the parents have vile shit too going on um yeah whether whether it's how they're treating their children or whether it's things they're doing that their children don't know um and here they are they're judging and making sure that their children aren't becoming certain kinds of people meanwhile they are the very evil they're trying to stop their children from becoming like there's there's it's cool yeah. because it's cool i i agree with you in that this i do feel like this movie is like an ultimate horror film like a lot of people are like oh no that's not horror like people argue that hereditary wasn't horror which always makes me laugh and stuff like that but what i always say that the like the the scariest fucking monsters are human beings and yeah. like this this movie is the epitome of scary fucking people and the worst person which i'm not going to spoil it for anyone but the worst person is the person no one fucking suspects right and right. it's like the most vile human being you could ever fucking imagine is is the most unsuspected one and it's because they're kind of hiding in the shadows like right. it's movies I, i'm telling you like i I've, i own it i've watched it so many times i love this movie it's funny. talking about it it gets so much reaction out of me like that like some of the stuff that happens in that movie yeah for so, sure yeah i i think that um what is uh, there's a lot of really nuanced things in this that i like a lot and one of them is the lead's performance because there's like a um uh there's an interesting kind of understated thing in the fact that it um. Oh, great. <laughs> Keep going, Mars. Uh, uh, They're whispering uh, sweet nothings. Uh, the, uh, the fact that um, it's it's a nothing whispering to Aries. Um, that she manages to be the king of her posse, but also uh, like kind of disconnected from them, right? Like she's kind of. It, it seems like there's a longing there for her to kind of have what. Well, 
yeah, it's like like have sort like, of fitting in, but she in a way sort of like needs that because I mean she's super smart, right? right. Like, you know, that's one thing her parents point out, and we don't get the sense that the uh, that her friends no. are whether we don't get that or not. I don't know, but and you know, uh, for me, I also got the element that she kind of wanted to like like be in in that other woman's position. You know what I mean? Well, like there was a degree yeah, was... of longing there that she like felt like disconnected from her like like she couldn't really talk to her friends, you know, especially uh, like her male friends. I feel like she's the adult. Um like right. in, in, a, in a weird sense, like she's the one that's kind of grown up already and she's still doing childish things with her friends, but at the same time she's not telling her friends all the shit that's going on with yeah. with what's going on with her her situation and she's kind of she's she's keeping that a secret because that's kind of her like okay i'm 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 gonna i'm like it could be she's gonna run away or she she, it could be this life that she's gonna try to have and you know it's weird because i feel like at the end is when we, we the whole movie you're judging all these kids and you're like these kids are trivial these kids are like rotten little teenagers they're they're i feel bad for them but at the same time they're shitty but then at the end, I feel like they kind of grow up due to the circumstance. Like oh, there's yeah. actually, I feel like there's almost a scene where that when they're getting into like the, the, the outfits that I feel like that's almost like a symbol for like them, like becoming right. serious and growing up and like taking on like adult matters and things like that. Like that whole ending is fucking insane. Yeah. Like everything that comes down. But like, I feel like they're, it's like you said, the kids do seem stupid, but then all of a sudden the kids seem pretty smart and well together and ready to like take on kind of like the town kind of thing when the ending comes. Right. I mean, they, they, uh, you know, is, is cinematically and as plagiarly cinematically as this is handled in some cases. Um, the fact that they like, uh, you know, like even if you, this was handled a little more dramatically, say they, um, you know, somebody gets their mother killed and, you know, someone gets killed and they somebody almost gets lynched you know what i mean like those are things that like will uh accelerate your aging process right there you know like that like uh, are almost like instant callus makers absolutely yeah but i love that they didn't kind of jerk the wheel in that direction and they still had the like ultra almost tarantino uh, like you know, scene where they were putting on the coats and stuff and they were walking down the street with the, like, assault rifles. Like, they still, like, embraced the other side of what this movie was. Well, and that, yeah, I think that's the really cool part about the movie is that every time the movie gets extremely dramatic and extremely serious, there's something, again, to remind you that, hey, this is a movie and shit's going to get a little fun and weird for a second and then we're going to go back to the drama. But it's like those constant little like cues and wake up calls of like, this is a movie, this is a movie, even though it feels super real and feels super uncomfortable at times. Yeah, th- this, uh, yeah, this, uh, this, th- this was just batshit insane. I mean, it's like it got it got to the point in this movie where I started to think back to a film like Natural Born Killers, where absolutely. shit was just starting to get That's so good, yeah. out of control. That at some point there has to be some sort of calmness to to balance it out, and yeah, you don't really don't get that here. No, I mean, you, it get, is. you get light shades of, of dark comedy, but but nothing that that sets your mind at ease or, or gives you any 
you know, any kind of peace of, of mind. Yeah, it doesn't the, really decompress at all. No, not well, at all. And I, I think natural. I mean, I think natural born killers is actually a a good example or a good comparison because that movie, you know, like Oliver Stone would use like color to change the scenes and to change the settings and to give it like that ultra like realistic like feel to it, and then you'd be taken out of it by the colors. All of a sudden the scene would change yeah. and you'd be seeing people in yellow and red. And they do that at parts in this movie where the, there's those hues of pink, those hues of red that come into the scenes to kind of like, it, it, it's, it's, it's to your point. Like it's not as abrupt that it takes you out of how like depressing and dramatic this gets, but there are those little hints here and there or when they're throwing on the costumes and stuff like that. Right. I mean, there's a total sub character that's in this movie. Like, three maybe four times has less than five minutes screen time that has a fucking arc in this movie like that's fucking huge yeah that's that's fucking something for a movie that's going 90 the entire fucking time right you know what i mean like like you know like and even though the maybe the acting or the fact that it is going 90 makes the the last couple minutes like the after effect the prologue of that arc if you will a little trite you know, like seems a little after school, especially like uh, like that. I, that's still fascinating to me. You know, well, there's I mean? also there's also those little moments that take you out of it. Like when the movie ends, it, it ends with this like abrupt music. And it's because it ends on like a ridiculous like moment. Right. Um, which I enjoyed. But then there's also those parts in the movie where the music is kind of the thing that takes you out of it for a minute. And they're like it's either those uh, drumline songs or like. You know, these marching down the streets kind of songs and things like that that I, I thought were really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but it is to your point, like everything is moving fast. Everything is getting super dramatic much quicker and much quicker and much quicker as the movie goes on. Um, and I think that's – if anything, that's the strongest part about this movie is that because it's moving so fast, you are not picking up on certain things that are happening. Yeah. And literally I've gone back and watched it and there are – like. There, it's almost like watching Fight Club again after you've already seen it. Mm. Like you're all of a sudden like, what the fuck? That was there the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, like that. It, it's fucking there, but we're just not paying attention because they're doing such a good job of pulling us in one direction. So, right. I mean, props to the director. Yeah, I would like to before. There's something I want to talk about, but I'd like to hear what Aries has to say first because I, like, I have the feeling that once we get once once we let this uh, boat out of the harbor that I want to talk about, I don't I don't think there's any reeling it back. So. <laughs> You Maybe want me it to say about what I, I want to know. What do you think about the film? I, I was enjoying it. I mean, I'm I haven't interrupted anyone because no, I'm not going to interrupt to go. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, there's 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 a a lot you know going on in this movie, and there's I mean, yes, I would. I'm not going to say disagree, but different interpretations of what was being said, but. Not enough for me to interrupt anyone. That's well, why I, I've been not, quiet. No, well, what, what, what do you want me to say? Nothing. I just was curious. I was curious. I waited all week to fight with somebody about this movie. Well, one, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, this movie sucked. And, one, and <laughs> one, of, one of them took a dump, and the other one is just sitting quiet at the end of the table. So. I, I'm sorry. Have we met? I know. Sorry. You still on the way on the way to the, forget it. What? Nothing. You make fun of me all the time. You come here. Everybody thinks you're all nice. I hate it. It's me. It's like I'm, you think I'm nice. <laughs> I don't think. You're Once nice. again, I know. Have we met? I know you're not nice. <laughs> Re- remember how I made fun of you for you thinking I could be your voice in a in a club scene? Well, you could have been, but no, I have a different one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call him. He's gonna fight you too. It doesn't matter. He's gonna punch everyone. 
I want to dig in a little bit to, you know, obviously we've been talking about impressions of the movie and, and we certainly don't have to stop with that. Um, but one thing I thought was really interesting and I obviously had, I, I don't think I've ever seen this is the film basically laid its cards out on the table in the first two minutes with the trigger warnings, which I thought was like super interesting. I've never seen a movie like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it really did deliver on all of them too. Like, and, and that is sort of a, a very, you know, modern sort of thing is, you know, and I, I'm certainly not not disputing it because people do have trigger warnings, and we've even started to talk about them a little bit. And like in in Polar, which we recently discussed, you know, obviously there's a dog that dies in it. You know, that's something that really can affect people, and and I think that people should, you know, sort of know about that. So I thought that was really interesting that they had that really quick sort of like rundown of all the trigger warnings in the movie, which of which there are a lot. I almost stopped doing the show because of the great animal gets killed in every. Yeah, every film every we watched yeah. in 2016. And, and I will say that I think the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie are almost a sensory overload. They were doing the the split screens. Right. They were really focusing in, and, and I think they did a really fantastic job of sort of highlighting that this is a modern era. Like This yeah. is the modern era of what we live with, of social media and everything changing so fast and 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 everything is happening so quickly right and i also think that there was an air there or at least how this worked for me of them kind of establishing this world via media in the sense where you know when i accidentally like am flipping through channels and stop on like an mtv show and Mm -hmm. like within two minutes they're just fucking irritated by the amount of like gimmicky like split screening reality like i feel like it managed to kind of be like well this is not it made it it made you it was the same as if they showed like strange pterodactyl monsters flying by like they established that this is not this is not your world this is their world this is yeah. you know this is yeah. this is this isn't the 14 year olds worlds this isn't the 21 year olds worlds this is these strange people who are in like a weird world because they're like they're not kids anymore but they're not adults it, right it, yeah go ahead fred it's it's weird um, because the the thing I I really thought about the movie like you're saying it's like a strange world and it's funny because like when I saw the movie I saw it in September then literally in October I had gone up to Salem for Salem Horror Fest um, and like was in the town where this movie was supposed to take place and it's like I didn't see any of that stuff like that you would see in that movie like it was kind of funny I was like trying to pay attention to like certain streets and stuff where I knew yeah. like they had like shot a couple scenes and, like you don't see any of that stuff but it's like I said, then four months later, literally that data breach thing happened. But what I did think did a good job of as much as it feels like it's not a real world at times, I do feel like there's so many scenes in that movie where I swore I had just like a week ago seen a news report about something that happened in that movie. And I felt like that happened so many times while I was watching the movie where it was like, it was like deja vu, deja vu, deja vu, deja vu, which I thought, Though this movie is extreme and it, it's it seems unrealistic at times, it was also at the same time unnervingly real. Um, especially that scene where they're following the girl, they're in the car, oh and yeah, record, those guys, yeah, and recording it on their cell phone. That was literally something that had just been in the news. Yeah, there was a lot of that, and even you know, even in this day and age with the person who is currently president you know like this is like a kind of like a daily occurrence you know a lot of this stuff is and 
you know, it's it's really changing the conversation about about these sort of things because, you know, we got to a point where I think it was okay to 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 start discussing some of the stuff, and then we have someone who comes in and now like has these fucking crazy things happen on a near daily basis that just brushes them off and it doesn't even matter. You know, it's 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 just fucking crazy to me that you know that we got to a point. And then now, like, we're so desensitized now by a lot of this. And if if any other president had had even one of these things happen, they would probably would have been impeached. But with the volume of things that we have happening, it's just too much. You can't keep up with it. And it's too much that it's acceptable. Right. And, and it be- is becoming the norm. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not just just, po- you know, like poking fingers at one person. It's it's it's. It's just something that is happening with this country. And, and I think that, you know, I think especially with the way things go sort of in the final act of this film, you know, with, with some of the gunplay and stuff like that, that all, I think that was very deliberate as well based on sort of what is happening in this country. You know, like it seems like every fucking day we get another, uh, you know, mass shooting or something, you know, and it's just a part, it's a part of our fabric of reality now, unfortunately, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there's literally stuff in this movie that I feel was before it went to production was rewritten because it obviously had been affected by the past election. There's, I mean, oh, yeah. there's no, there's no way you can't like, there's, there's literally a moment in the movie where they think Russians are hacking right. all the, like there's, yeah. there's crazy stuff going on in this movie that I was just like, that's why I was saying like, there's parts in the movie where I'm just like, this is so deja vu like i'm i feel weird right now watching this like but it was good it was good i mean you know i mean maybe this it doesn't even matter that much but was this our salem was this salem well, mass I, I think it was just supposed to be a generic salem. yeah that's i mean yeah. i just kind of took it as a heavy-handed um reference yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, it, I looked it, it up and I saw it. Was, it. It's, yeah. it says the United. It was filmed in the it, United States, but uh, that didn't help at it all. It was supposed to be our Salem. No, I, I don't think. I, it was. I mean, yes, I took it was more because mi- this middle was America. the Scarlet Letter. I, 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 I understand. Yeah, I it's, it was- it's a retelling of the Salem witch trials. It's a modern day retelling of it, but they didn't specify that it was Salem, Massachusetts. It's, well, no, they it's didn't Salem. say so. But I mean, it's it's a generic yeah. Salem. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, because it's, there's definitely parts of that are filmed clearly in L.A. Like the way yeah, those homes yeah. are all laid out, or well, it, like that. Yeah, yeah I definitely I didn't had see more any of, actual Salem in there at all, or anything close to reference. But you guys Salem. are that's aware not, that this was uh, this was the Scarlet Letter, right? Like, you, like well, you know. more so the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, I think yeah. lesser yeah. so the Scarlet Letter. I, I definitely think. Yeah, I think it was a cross between the Crucible and the and the Scarlet Letter. Right, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's, there's elements of both, like the stuff, the, the stuff with the mother and father and how they react to the daughter and, and things like that. It's right. kind of like the elders of the village and how they would react mm. and the things that they do to her. And they, it's like a banishment. And then the whole town kind of comes down on her. That's definitely very much Scarlet Letter. Scarlet right. Letter. And, it, and it's, uh, it reminded me of someone who had like kind of read like obviously things will veer when you make it modern but it reminded me of somebody who read the scarlet letter in eighth grade like where where i had read it the first time but then hadn't even thought of it since like they made this thing so like it's almost like how they remembered how it went they combined a whole lot of different Mm -hmm. things but like yeah someone who read the cliff notes yeah like like i think that it was like i mean uh, definitely like the witch trials like are there and the crucible and all that stuff is there but this whole thing hangs on an adultery right like that that 
like basically in a town's justification of how they're going to handle it, like the town basically uh, becomes monsters. The only reason that it doesn't work as spot on is that they don't like necessarily like in, in like some of that other literature, they don't actually like, uh, it's more on point when they're accusing somebody of being a monster and then they become monsters as opposed to if they're just like kind of accusing somebody of being a, a a harlot, if you will. well, and I, I thought I thought it was funny because the um, it, it's funny like the person actually making all the accusations is never seen is the best part. It's like the kind of the 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 um, I can't remember her name. Was it Elizabeth or something from the Crucible? The one who's actually like leading the girls to make all the accusations. That's kind of the hidden person during most of the movie that's making the accusations, that's leaking the information and turning the whole town against them, which I thought was the kind of cool twist is that instead of people being right out front and being the voices of like God pointing out who's the witches and who's all that. Instead, it's it's this uh, like mysterious force kind of thing. Almost like a god, like that's like the the internet's the god kind of thing. I thought that was I thought that was a really cool twist. Yeah, the, the, it's a really dense film. Like, I'm I'm amazed they were able to pack in so much and you know have it sort of relate to things that that are familiar, but to also pack in so much social commentary. For sure, this is like the social commentary version of like a, a pro wrestling gorilla match, right? <laughs> it doesn't fucking stop like it literally like the bell rings and they fucking do everything they do all sorts of crazy shit and then it stops and you're supposed to like stand up and be like oh well, i can watch another movie that day i guess like i yeah. remember like leave it like so i at this time i was going to see i had like a pile of gift certificates i had never used because i didn't know how awesome amc was so people give me amc gift certificates i'd be like Whatever, I'm going to go to my shitty murder theater that I keep going to. Um, didn't know I could eat fucking macaroni and cheese in a recliner chair and have Dr. Pip. <laughs> but, like, so, like, I was, like, going to see, like, two or three movies at a fucking time sometimes in a day because I had all these gift certificates, and I was basically, fundamentally, it was the only way I could eat. It was, I was so poor. I was going to the movie theater anyway. But um, uh, I was going to, I hadn't bought a ticket, luckily, but I can't remember what else I was going to go see the day I saw Assassination Nation, but I was like, nope. That's the end of the movie day. Like, anything else I see, I'm just going to be fucking thinking of, like, what did I just fucking see? Like, I didn't even know when I left the theater if I liked it. Because I was like, what did they, like, am I offended? Like, am, like, was this movie, like, like sleazy exploitation? Or was it, like, making a statement? Or, like, am I putting a statement there? Like, it just didn't fucking breathe long enough. It was all, fucking... it was sort of all the above. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it took me another viewing to fucking get there. In the and, I think that's, and I think that's because of the note it ends on. Like, for, for the kind of movie it is, for the way for it to go, the that final minute of the movie mm. is almost like a big smack in the fucking face. Like, it's, because it's, it's, it's a totally different tone. Um, and again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's a pretty awesome ending, but also like yeah. a big. It's also like a big middle finger, you know, for 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 everything that happened leading up to it. I'm so glad you said that because I felt the same exact way. I'm saying to myself, Jesus Christ, I this is. I'm saying to myself, this is the ending that I expected, but I'm not sure if this is the ending that I wanted. 
Well, because I, I, it, it, yeah. it, it, it gives you everything. It, you know, it, it's. I'm satisfied with the simplicity. Saying of the that it, it alludes to other stuff, though, MZ. Like, <laughs> no, I understand, yeah. but I, 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 I like the simplicity, but at the same time, I, I was rather disappointed in it. You know, but I, I but I think at that point, if, at that point, you know, if you're if you watched, you know, an hour and forty plus of the film, you're gonna buy into the final minute or two. You know, so I. I not I necessarily, that though. That is like literally, and we've talked about it on this podcast. That is literally crippled a film for me. Like, like if a movie does well for you. Well, I, I generally when I fucking say shit, I'm saying shit about me. <laughs> like, if I was gonna say shit that you thought, it would just be like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is you figured this out yet, but we're giving our own opinions right. when we talk. Yeah. All right. Here's Monster Zero. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Usually, Mars likes to hand over his opinion to you, and you you're supposed to follow it. No. Yeah. If you were paying attention, you realize that doesn't always work out for him. <laughs> Yeah, here's <laughs> and then Monster Zero things. But I will say, I will say, I did really like. I like. I, I thought I was shocked at first when the ending happened, but I did up, end up really liking it because I feel like everything that that happens before that ending makes it that much more like a bad taste in my mouth of like that specific person. Like I'm just like holy fucking shit, you evil piece of crap. Like it's it's really, yeah. I don't know. I think I felt like I, I I do feel like it's a big fuck you to the crowd when they're watching it, but it's also like a proper fuck you. Like yeah, yeah. And and I think that I think it was a super effective because leading up to that, I I won't say too much about it, but because I don't, it's not really spoiler, but I think this is an experience that if if people haven't seen that they should experience, but. Um, similar to Revenge, when we when we uh, discussed that film, that there were certain things that needed to happen in the film to establish sort of this baseline of like, you know, of like toxic masculinity and the leering eye and you know things like that. And I think that this film also sort of, in a way, required demonstrating that stuff happening. Right, I agree. Before you know, so you get a payoff, you know, sort of toward the end, I guess. For sure. And, you know, it is at times kind of hard to watch where it's like, um, like, because this film didn't really pull any punches in when it came to that sort of thing. And, and hence the trigger warnings, I think, you know, it, you know, it, it was interesting because it didn't really pull any punches when it came to, you know, like the way that the characters talked or acted or, or whatever. And, you know, the in- other interesting thing is we get these different reactions to. Uh, the characters who who have the leaks, like we have the mayor, who his reaction. I mean, this happens early enough in the film. I I, I don't. I feel I feel secure in in talking about it. But he gets up in front of the press, takes a fucking gun out, and kills himself right in front of everyone. You know. Yeah, that's actually in the trailer, so you're not ruining anything. Yeah, yeah, and that's the- and that's you know, and that is one person's reaction. Then we get the principal's reaction of what happens when his when his shit gets out there. And I, I just, I think it's interesting how the other thing I really liked about it, I forget the quote, but it was, she said that there was like 10% of people are, they, you know, like they're always going to do the right thing. 10% of people are going to do the wrong thing. And then there's this 80% of people who are unpredictable. And I thought that that was kind of a nice little thesis for what happens in this film, because there are that group of people that are unpredictable and even people, you know, in, 
uh, the main character, Lily, in her sort of life, there are reactions that are unpredictable. Like her parents, I, I didn't see that happening the way they reacted. And I didn't see, you know, what happened with uh, Joel McHale's character, Nick Mathers, you know, like yeah, yeah. that, I guess in a way, I mean, the arc made sense, but you thought that it was going to go maybe in a different direction. And, For sure. Yeah. You know, so I, I thought that that was really cool that it had sort of established this, this sort of baseline of how people would, would act. And then having the 80% of people who are just completely wild card was, uh, was really interesting. And, and, and then, you know, it jumps forward one week later, right? And all hell's fucking breaking loose. Well, that, you brought up, you brought up the principal, and the principal's the that's the one scene. Like I was sitting there, and I was just saying to myself, I was like, "What is wrong with this?" But it was like there's so many people in the town who yeah almost wanted to be outraged by it. But I was just like, I I, I can't say what's going on in the thing, but it's it's it, that I thought that was really effective because it got me kind of frustrated because I was just like. This is, this is what what did this dude do and why is everyone like out to destroy this guy all of a sudden like it was crazy well that like, that was that was the perfect example of the mob, mob mentality yeah, yeah where, where it's just like one person just thought kind of thought you know okay it was it was a little bit bad and then this guy thought it was a little bit worse so it just escalated to this mob wanting to tear him apart when he was just trying to explain what yeah, what was on his phone yeah, what, what, they kept screaming like "quit" or "or or resign" resign or something like yeah. that. Resign, yeah, yes. Resign. Yeah. It was so good because the way they were doing it, it was literally, it was it was literally the witch trials, like right there, like they're all screaming together and chanting together for like. Yep. It was yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, and, and and I think that this this film shows that maybe not everyone, but but most people have this sort of perfect veneer that they try to maintain on social media. You know, and I think it comes from societal pressure, a lot of it. But like everyone, like has this sort of like wants to have this perfect presentation of what they're like on social media, like the the very best. And then I I think that's also magnified for women because men have certain preconceived notions and expectations of what of what a woman you know should do or what makes them pretty or whatever. Like I've seen these fucking like you know men's rights activists with their manifestos of how women should dress and, and what they should do to be pretty. And, and it's fucking disgusting, you know, like, and so I think that they did a really good job of, of showing, of, you know, showing that in this and, and, you know, everyone sort of, sort of has, you try to present yourself in the best light, but we all have things that we don't like about ourselves or don't like that we've done or, you know, or we have secrets like a lot of the people in this, in this movie, in the movie. And, you know that we wouldn't want other people to know about, or or whatever, and and I think Lily does a really good job of explaining that also early on. Once again, I forget the forget the dialogue, but sort of like we we tell these lies to to make you know because to 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 uh, save other people or to keep our loved ones safe or whatever, and then it just becomes this this sort of vicious cycle where we just keep telling these lies and. You know, and, you tell one lie, it leads to another. <laughs> you tell two lies. In this day and age, I think that it's it's a very sort of important thing to to discuss, and you know, with all this fucking fake news, and and you know, like I don't know, it's just it's it, and it is that mob mentality, and and it it usually floats on party lines. If if mm. if someone is is a Democrat and they do something wrong, all Republicans or Republicans are going to be against them, and vice versa, and it's just like. This this mob mentality of of just 
you know, like if, if someone is different from you, whether it's uh, political, whether it's, you know, gender, uh, whether it's race, whatever, like we, we're so quick to jump on people doing the wrong thing when we don't look at our own lives and, and our own mistakes to, to say like, hey, like we're all fucking human here, you know? For sure. And I, I, the, that's the other cool part about the movie is with the whole social media thing is that I think so many people almost – you were saying like people lie and then they just continue to lie because it's social media. But it's like it almost becomes for some people the reality and they lose themselves in the lie. Like that's the other crazy part about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. there's – there's there's total character yeah like i mean there's total characters where you think they're one person but they are completely the other person that yep. they're pretending to be yeah so yeah and that sort of uh, you know goes along lo- this like thin line between victim and offender you know like where someone could be con- you know perceived as being a victim where other people might say oh well that's the person who's who's in the wrong you know and it just yeah. depends on your perspective and your point of view and you know, absolutely. So I, to- I totally agree with you there. And one of the other thing, I think it was, I'm trying to, I wrote this quote down. I think it was, I think it was the dad. I think it was Lily's dad. He basically was just sort of like writing off the, like, oh, he said, men will be men, girls will be girls. And until, uh, and until then I'll protect you. And he was basically saying, you know, oh, well we, we can't get better. Like, this is just how people are. Like we can't, you know, we can't try to make things better or make others better or lift them up. It's just the way things are. And that, you know, and that should have been sort of some foreshadowing to his reaction of, of what he did when, you know, when the leak affected Lily, you know. And I don't know, I just thought that that was just sort of uh, indicative of sort of the old, the old school, so to speak, the parents of the older people in this. I think they kind of showed early on the example of how saying the right key words at the right points yeah. will just alter the perspective of what is being shown. Yep. Because Lily, with justifying her art, which 100% is inappropriate for high school. Oh, with the t- principal? Yeah. With yeah, the yeah. principal. Yep. But she says the right key words to him, which he cannot, he, he, he can't retort to it. So it just kind of goes away. But then you see it right back at him um, with the uh, at his phone. They're saying all those keywords, all different keywords, but the right keywords to him to incite that crowd. Where it's yep. just simple keywords will alter the perspective of what is what the view of the person is. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and it, it is just that perspective. And you know, once again, I think. Um, I I won't say too much about this because it, it borders on, on spoiler, but people are so desperate for answers or, or or skirting accountability that they'll believe anything that fits their agenda. So when the person who who is revealed obviously incorrectly of, of who the hack who who did the hack, like everyone just is like, Yep, yep, that's it, that's it. You know, like they didn't even question it. It it's not even like, did you do this? Could you have done this? It was just fucking burn, burn the person, you know, like yeah. it was, it was just that whole, you know, um, placing blame because it fit their agenda and watching. And as the movie continues, I, I sensed a bit of how this movie also becomes more of a case of the fragility of the male ego. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, you, no matter how big, badass you fucking think you are, whatever fucking sport you play, you know, how fast you are, how strong you are, how big you are, no matter what it is, it, shit that you get that gets hacked out of your computer, your phone or whatever, and it gets out there, that ego takes a fucking nosedive and they got to take, you know, they got to take uh, revenge on that. Well, I don't think that that's a necessarily... Uh... A male thing. I know. Well, it seemed. Like I know there was... plenty of people who, you know, uh, no matter what they have between their legs, that well, probably have some things on their phone. They don't well, it, yeah, true. But what I mean is that I mean, early on, it was both. It, early on, it was like the older male characters were getting ousted. Then, as the movie continued, it was turned that the younger female. And the males as well. well. There's a but weird... it looked like the males were starting to the, the the male characters as the movie was starting to reach uh, you know its its ridiculous climax. That uh, it's it just seemed like they, that they were just taking over the entire situation. Well, there was a statement there about the the mob element of like even like the 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 bad part of the. Uh, the stuff that the the uh, the Weinstein incident, if you will, I guess, uh, and all that sort of thing. But like, there was the fear of like some people. I think took this as the fear of like someone who didn't really do anything wrong getting swept up in this whole hysteria. And that's that's not you know that's not unnecessarily impossible. And, and I suspect probably did happen in some cases. But really, what they were trying to show is that people were going to be the first to throw a body on the fire if it wasn't theirs. You know what I mean? So when that principal got caught, he uh, didn't really do anything wrong. You know, he he didn't do anything really even salacious. But uh, the fact that he, uh, you know, the, the, the real thing is that once the hacks got bigger... Like a whole percentage of that audience that were like, you know, crucifying him were were worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like so it's just a matter of like, you know, like uh, it's how they like. In one breath, you think they're making a statement on the Weinstein era thing being a witch hunt. Maybe they were for a minute, but the reality of this movie is that it doesn't shine a good light on anyone. And I think that yeah. that's kind of important, you know, in these situations. Yeah, nobody looks good in this movie at all. Uh, I want to start to wind things down here a little bit because we're getting uh, close to, uh, you know, I think we're getting close to the end here. But um, one of the things, technic- we haven't really talked much about the technical aspects of this film. And one of my favorite shots, I mean, there was a lot of really cool, uh, really great shots in this. But I think one of the, the great ones was, um, I think it was, uh, what was her I- name? Uh, let me get her name first. Uh, M. It, it was M. Her yes, house with I, with her mom that she lived with, yep. and they were showing this perspective from outside the window. Yes, while like the house was sort of being invaded, and I just yep. I thought that was fucking a yep. brilliant point of view. That was taken right out of Tenebrae, brother. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Just kind of moving up, beautiful up and down. It didn't do the establishing shot like Tenebrae does, yeah. but it definitely did that sort of moving from room to room, from floor to I floor. I think Dario would be proud of that. I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> I no, I think that was that was a, such a, a strong shot. And overall, hey, it's me. 
Emo Agento. <laughs> I was really proud of that. There were a couple times in this movie where they used almost like a like a stage play lighting. Yeah. Where they brought the light up. It was completely unnecessary, but really good how they did it. They brought the light up as the you know the the shot was taken into center, where you know a stage play you would need to. This is where you're supposed to look, but in a movie you don't need to do that. But it was just done so well and not overused. It was only like two or three times that was done in this movie, but done very well. Yeah, and and that's the thing is this, this movie is it. I mean, I guess it's it's you know like like most stories three acts, but even. Even the way that it was filmed, like that first act or the uh, maybe the first 15, 20 minutes was very chaotic and the way that it was shown with the split screen and everything. And then it sort of settles down into more of an actual film, you know, the the, the, the normal style of a film, you know, with the point of view and everything and, and not seeing all these different split screens. And, and then we get towards the end and, and things start to go really fucking haywire and we get some really smart... Um, filmmaking decisions in, in terms of how the camera was used and, and everything. So, yeah, I, I think it was this is a, a, a really, even technically, because we've been talking a lot creatively, I think technically it's a very well shot film. It very, looks looks great as well. Yeah, it just makes me excited to see what uh, his next uh, film's going to be. Yeah, especially if it's like, if he can be this edgy, and, and this does like border on like 80s teen drama and like exploitation and even to a lesser degree maybe grindhouse you know it's it it definitely pays homage to a lot of genres and absolutely still manages to look very like new and fresh and modern you know so i think it was really really cool i was it was all put together yeah it's never it's never confusing the 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 storytelling is very straightforward i think the acting is pretty good the technical aspects, like we talked about, are, are really, really choice. I really dug the uh, the the camera outside the house tracking shot. That was just fab, <laughs> fucking fab boo. Yeah, and uh, also calls to uh, uh, a reference to uh, the Pinky Violence films, which I uh, always enjoy too. So, uh, yeah, you're a big fan of those. Yeah, so that so there's that. It's also a great. It's also a great prequel to it because you slowly get to see Bill Skarsgård turn into a sewer dweller. It's, it's great. It's freaking. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> there, I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to read Lily's sort of like soliloquy at the end, but I do think it's probably a little bit, a little bit spoilery. But <laughs> that it was. It was like a, a really great wrestling promo. Did you, did you happen to Mars? Did you sort of happen to yeah, think no, that? I agree. Actually, that's that's well said. Like, because it got me really pumped up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, I think the best thing about wrestling promos, and it's something that I I learned from uh, the late great Dusty Rhodes, is that it's not what you say; it's how you say it. And like, I again left this movie thinking, like, was that a fucking load of horseshit that she just said, and was it just so fucking delivered well and, and edited well that I was like fist bumping or like it wasn't until I like I saw it the second time and I remember I physically like kind of steeled myself like sat my like I remember like tensing up in my chair or like if like leaning forward a little bit sitting in the like you know the middle of an empty theater during the day um like would help me understand her words better but like I you know at that time I was like all right yeah no this is this is good business but like it, it was the good convoluence of like 
a well-written thing and a good delivery. And, of course, editing, you know, and, and sound design and all these other things help. But, like, it did remind me of, like, I could almost picture her, like, the theater lights go up and she walks out with a microphone right, and right. makes that, like, soliloquy, yeah. you know? I, 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 I am going to read an excerpt from it. I, I don't think it's that spoilery. But um, <clears throat> she says, uh, as for being a whore, a homewrecker, immoral, sure. It doesn't hold a fucking candle to your righteousness. That's the real sickness here. Your righteousness and hypocrisy. It's a simple fact that you can't live by the rules that you set, yet you still pretend. This is your world. You built this. If it's too strict, tear it the fuck down. But don't look at me. Don't take your hate out on me. I just got here, and I have no clue where to go because from the moment I arrived, all I ever was given were orders. Smile, open up, cross your legs, spread your pussy, speak softer, scream louder, be quiet, be confident, be interesting. Don't be so difficult. Be strong. Be an angel. Be a whore. Be a princess. Be anything you want to be, even the President of the United States of America. Just kidding. Fuck you. You still want to kill me? Rape me, stab me, shoot me. Let's go. Rally your fucking crew. Grab your guns and hide behind your mask. You want to do this in real life now? Give you your best shot because you prepared me my whole life for this. You may kill me, but you can't kill us all. Yeah, that that's that's... <laughs> Very prophetic, considering the world that we live in now. Yeah, I, I just and I, I sort of did the same as Mars. Like I just did a pump fist, uh, pump my fist during that because I I just thought it was it was just like fucking yeah, rallying cool. cry. It yeah, was cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then what happens is well that's happening while that's going on. I, I just thought it was really awesome. And so I think uh, is there anything else that you guys want to uh, bring up before we head to the verdict on this? That would have been amazing if that was read during the Kavanaugh hearings. <laughs> we, we, we could probably, we could probably like, there's probably people out there that could do some sort of like edit. Yeah. That would have been insane. I would be like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I loved hearing you say spread my pussy. I don't know. If you- uh, I should have had you read it, Aries. That would have been yeah. even better. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the verdict on this one. Trick or treat, baby. I wonder if people would say you're a trick or a treat. Trick or treat, motherfucker. All right, it is verdict time. We're going to let you know whether this flick was a trick or a treat and any final thoughts we may have. Let's kick it off with Aries. Oh, shit. You're in the chair. I'm in I'm in the seat. I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> um, the uncomfortable seat. Oh, no, yeah, you No, 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 I switched. I got my cushion. I got my old man cushion. <laughs> you got your, uh, was it a donut? No, it's not a donut. Hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid it's donut. not a hemorrhoid donut. It's just my old man cushion. <laughs> um, let me first, before I start saying, I wouldn't change anything about this movie. But I do think this movie did itself a little bit of a disservice. I'm not exactly sure how they would change it, but to appeal to mainstream media, I... Like I said, I don't know how they would change it, but I just feel like something is too much lacking, missing to appeal to mainstream media that I this movie definitely needs mainstream appeal. It it should everyone should watch this movie. So you think it's a little bit too niche based on some of the content? Some of the content, yes. Um, like I said, I don't know what would change. I, I cannot yeah, say yeah. that what would change, but because otherwise it might not have the impact. Yes, exactly. But um, all in all, this movie, yeah, definitely is a is a treat. Uh, do yourself a favor, watch this movie twice. Did you watch it twice? No, oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> all right, MZ. 
yeah, I'm happy to say that this is uh, so far one of the best films I've seen this year. And uh, I'm very surprised. Uh, I'm very, I'm also very, uh, uh, I was very um, uh, nervous watching this. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I really was nervous watching this cause yeah. I, it, because it's so close to what's going on in this world right now. And it's frightening and it's scary and it's concerning and i don't know what it is but i i haven't felt this way about a film since i saw now don't laugh since i saw yeah because of the uncomfortability i'm, I'm talking about now uh megan is missing and before that oh boy the yeah. girl next door yep now both of those films have to deal with with uh the torture of young girl of a young girl now that that's what goes on in here as well and i don't know if there's some sort of uh connotation to that that makes me feel as uncomfortable as i did watching this but there it is uh i thought it was very well done very stylish and uh lots of color never ever ever boring uh a very busy film a very hectic film a very loud and uh very brazen film uh, this this is this is a very good movie. I I strongly suggest watching it and watching it often. This is a treat. All right, Mars Ma'am. Giant treat. This made. Uh, I, I'm still hoping to do some sort of special content. Uh, top top twenty five. I just fucking need to finish all the movies that I should watch for last year. But this uh, this definitely broke my real life top five. So. So, nice. that's a fucking crowded field. So, yeah, you know, this last year. So, awesome. How about you, Freddie? Yeah, this was actually a top ten for me last year. Nice. Um, this was this was on my list. Um, yeah, no, I this this film's phenomenal. I think it I think it hits all the right nerves. I think I think if they took the trigger warnings away from the beginning, it might even have an even heavier impact on some people <laughs> when they're watching it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean. I want my six-year-old niece to watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, let's, hope, yeah. let's hope you don't babysit her anytime soon. <laughs> I'm always babysitting. Her. No, um, but uh, no, this movie's great. Um, um, I can't recommend it enough. Definitely, if you haven't seen it, uh, seek it out because uh, it's a it's a total treat, and you'll be talking about it for hours, like we just did almost. <laughs> All right, and for me, yeah, also also big big. This is a big tree for me. Uh, this film was really intense, and it, it was very, very revealing snapshot of us as a so- society right now. It shows just how tenuous of a grasp we have on our reality and how our lives can change in an instance when our secrets or, or, or you know, whatever we're trying to hide are revealed, and how upset we get at others for it, but we don't take accountability for our own bullshit. And I love that it, it sets a a retelling. At least for me, I was just thinking of the Salem witch trials. Um, I guess against a modern backdrop of uh, social media and high school drama. And I think this is very well executed technically as well as creatively. Uh, definitely a big treat for me. And since everyone else said it, I guess I'll say watch it multiple times. <laughs> That's the first time I think we've ever uh, had people mention how many times to watch a movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot everyone, to take in. Yeah, it, it is dense. It, it, it's, it's dense and it's. I think it's really just demonstrates how much of a success the script is because it balances so many things and it nails it 
You know, like I'm not going to say it's like one of the best scripts I've ever seen, but it 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 to be able to balance everything that this film balanced and to nail it, like that's that's a pretty Herculean effort right there to to do. So, uh, big, did you notice though? One of the producers is uh, David Goyer. I did, yeah, I did see David Goyer's name on there. It's like a it's like a solid punch to the nose and a kick to the nuts at the same time, and you don't know, <laughs> and you don't know which one hurts more. But yeah. it's great. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's, exactly. it's really it's really well done though. Yeah, for sure. So that is uh, our discussion about Assassination Nation. I think we could probably have a lot more discussion about the film if uh, you know if there's anyone out there who didn't get a chance to get their thoughts in and would like to send their thoughts on Assassination Nation about the film or you know any of the sort of themes. Uh, you know, feel free to send us a voice message or, or an email podcast at trickortreeradio.com. And uh, next week, next week, I'm looking forward to our discussion. Next week, we will be we'll have a guest in studio. But first, let me talk about the movie. We're going to be talking about Lords of Chaos, which is oh. the Norwegian black metal <laughs> uh, biopic about mayhem. And it is uh, directed by uh, just drew a blanket his name it is the guy who did Polar. Um, Ackerland Ock, Ock, or something yeah, like jo- that. Yeah, Jonas Ackerland. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Jonas Ackerland. And uh, so, and I didn't know this when we reviewed Polar, but um, Jonas Ackerland was he he was in a in a black metal band. He was a part of the band Bathory. So interesting that that he sort of tackled this, and I'm really looking forward to checking it out. And to help us talk about the film is someone who knows a lot about filmmaking and a lot about black metal. And that would be MZ's director on several films that he's worked mm-hmm. on. Uh, the great Brian Pollan will be in studio next week. So we'll have Brian. We'll talk. Uh, we'll catch up about what you know what he's been working on with with his films. He's got a couple in the sort of that he's working on. Uh, Morbid Tales and Septic, right, MZ? Yeah. Yeah, so you still got some things going on. So we'll be talking to Brian about those. He's hanging out, I think, for the whole entire episode. So I think he'll be here in the studio for the whole thing. So if you guys want to get in on it, leave your thoughts on Lords of Chaos or even just black metal in general, feel free to shoot your messages. Or if you have questions for Brian. Don't shoot your messages. Shoot your messengers. Yeah, don't shoot them. Uh, or if you guys have questions for Brian, he he is sort of the, the king of 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 low budget gore as uh yeah. you know as and we're not just saying that either obviously as craig zaller um in fangoria number one talked a lot about brian being sort of the the godfather of low of of gore of uh you know no budget gore so mm-hmm. and we got a, a chance all of us except aries unfortunately um got a chance to work on septic with with brian yeah. so we we saw firsthand how he runs a set how he how he does everything so it was a uh, pretty cool so and i've done five films with him yeah yeah and i'm sure there'll be more oh i'm looking forward to it already think, come I on think, brian <laughs> I, I think i'm his new guy actually oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah oh, you're guy. the new it guy yeah i think i think i'm the new guy <laughs> all right so we're gonna take a break in a sec but before we do that uh gotta say a big big thanks to fred uh we really appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out with us and it was awesome just just shooting the shit with you about film, man. Like you, you definitely know your shit, and it's always fun to to chat with you about horror and just films in general. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll definitely uh, we'll update folks about the Kickstarter. You know, as it as it starts next Wednesday, and uh, also we'll, we'll you know we'll mention on the on the show next week and talk about some of the um, 
maybe some of the tiers so people can can find out some more about that but um you know obviously we'll have you back again anytime fred anytime you you, you want to come back or if there's a movie you especially want to talk about you know we'll certainly be in touch and and we'll do it again soon but uh everyone go check out mixtape massacre escape from tall oaks it'll be hitting kickstarter on march 6th it'll be available for 30 days uh make sure to uh you know Get get your support in for the folks over at Mixtape Massacre because they do great stuff, and this game sounds like it's going to be fucking awesome. So I can't wait to play it, and we, we're long overdue for a uh, Black Mask um, playthrough, which we haven't even had a chance to do yet. So we're long overdue for that on the show, so we'll hopefully get to get a chance to do that soon. So uh, anything else that uh, you wanted to promote or talk about, Fred? Nah, you guys enjoy Lords of Chaos. That was a trip. Yeah, I can't wait, man. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for having me. You got it, Fred. We'll definitely catch up with you soon. And best of luck with the Kickstarter, man. All right. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Matt Kennedy of Astron 6. You might know me as Manborg. You might know me as Father John Sullivan and Father's Day. But what's important right now is that you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio. Oh, delicious nerds. Ms. M knows you like to chat it up with other sexy shut-ins about comics, movies, video games, and your favorite TV shows. If that sounds like you, cuddle up to the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group or the FIB. That stands for Fan Interaction Board. Just go to Facebook and search for Trick or Treat Radio and have more fun than a Jedi at a lightsaber sale. Not enough? Watch us on YouTube, The Deadites TV, all one word. Last but not least, check out the world's most dangerous talk radio show, Trick or Treat Radio, at trickortreatradio.com. I can tell you I'm never coming back on this show. <laughs> Especially now that I did that thing. That <laughs> Which I will be sending you an invoice for. <laughs>
we're back on Trick or Treat Radio. Uh, well, Fred was awesome, as always. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed talking film with him, too. That was the first time we've had him on for film discussion. And, yeah, uh, he we're going to do that more sh- often. Definitely man. knows the shit, man. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, MZ, we were just talking about off-air, like the insecurities of some of this subject matter. Like, the way I see it from your point of view is think about all the fucking terrible, repugnant stuff you tell us that you're in, into. Like, imagine <laughs> the fucking shit that, like, some, like, that you don't want anyone to know. Like, that's fucking scary. Well, you know what? I, w- I was thinking about this as, a, as I was watching the film, and I'm saying to myself, now, now, granted, these are just kids, so... You know, they have their whole life of them uh, ahead of them. You know, their mindset is different. You know, I'm 47 years old, you know, and so, yeah, my, my opinion, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Mentally. But, but, <laughs> yes, very much. Uh, but it, the way, what I was thinking about myself as I was watching this was that, and this was before the uh, the big speech that Lily gives at the end. Yep. Was be yourself. Don't give a shit what other people think. If you want to be this person, be this person. If you want to be that person, be that person. If you have this kind of a personality, have that personality. You know? If you want to do this, do this. If you want to do that, do that. Be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you what you can or cannot do. Don't give a shit what anybody thinks says or does you just and if people don't like it tell them to go fuck off that's how i look at it now well i've been looking at it like that for some time now but i mean <laughs> it, it's it i think i i'm you know my mind is a whole hell of a lot more clear uh and my conscience is a hell of a lot more clear knowing that i could just do what i want to do and not give a shit about what anybody thinks. Yeah, it. You know, I mean, granted, it's different for them because they're teenagers, and you know, and it's and like I said, they have their whole life ahead of them. And I guess if you're gonna do that, you start early. You know, you got a bit of grasp of being yourself. You know, you get to enjoy life a little bit more instead of trying to placate to others. You know, but but for me. I say fuck anybody I, who's trying to change you. I think to a degree, I think you're right. But I think that also is a little short-sighted because, you know, thinking of, uh, it, I guess, and maybe this is going to open up a can of worms, but that's easy for us to say. We're all, like, we're not marginalized at all. Like, But for, let's say, a, uh, a lesbian African-American woman, like, you know, like she has all the societal pressure working against her of, of not being able to do that because people are going to get down on her for maybe for so, that but she's also got a hell of a lot more support than she would have had say 20 years oh, ago. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, and so to a degree, I think everyone should be free to, to, to do what they want and be who they want. And you know, and even we, we had a transgender character in this, which, which, and it was like, except for some of the guys there, it was no big fucking deal. No. Right. Yeah. Like it didn't matter. They and, were beautiful too. Like, 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 what a like stunning human being. Like, one that if the world turns enough to not uh, squint at things that aren't like them, mm-hmm. you know, there is a uh, like a great career. 
Yeah, and and you know, I don't know, I don't know. I think, let's see, I think the name is. I don't know if it's pronounced Harry or or Hari. It's H A R I. Hari Neff, I think, is is how you'd say it. And so Hari has been in in a few, you know, a few things. It was in the uh, the TV series, uh, Netflix series, You. Um, transparent the Amazon series, so you know it, it is it is good to see transgendered people getting roles and sure. for not having it really like matter you know because twenty years ago MZ you're right like people would have been like what the fuck you know it, you know and and still to a degree there are people that are going to say that now which is which is shitty but you know the, it, it is. It is good to see that we've taken taken a few steps forward at least, and we're certainly not even close to where we need to be. But in some respects, we've gotten closer, and in other respects, we've taken steps back. You know, so it, it, it you know, so I think you are right. I think that people should just want be who they want to be. Like that, that's that's one thing that you know that we have the ability to to be is 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 be yourself. But when you have so much working against you. Once again, we're well, except maybe Mars. We're all straight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, straight white dudes. You know, so we are the least marginalized uh, people in, in, in at least in this country, maybe the world. You know, mm. so you know it's 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 hard for us to say, but but you know, but the good thing is, I think that and and over the course of this podcast, the the you know near seven years we've been doing it. I, I think we've all grown a lot and we can sort of track progress in those nearly seven years of where we were versus where we've come, you know, and, and, you know, I think that that's sort of one of the interesting sort of side effects of doing the show is, is some of the topics that we've discussed, some of even just some of the, the way that we perceive things is, is different. And I think that that's, that's good. You know, we're sort of like, uh, you know, people can can sort of see the 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 growth in 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 us. I, I wouldn't say that we're, we're all all the way there, but you know, I think that I think that it's it's interesting to see the reflection of society on how it affects, and we're just a small microcosm of it. So, and I was even aware that she was even uh, transgender. No, I had oh, I had zero clue on that. Well, they they they, <clears throat> they, they talked about it in the movie though. Well, yeah, well, yeah. They, well, they handled it perfectly. It wasn't like a yeah. smack in the face. They just kind of. It was naturally introduced. Yeah. It it really it just it, there was no smack in the face about it. It was naturally she was, introduced. She was just one of the girls yeah. at mm-hmm. the beginning. And then there was that scene where she, she's with Diamond, the guy Diamond, and it sort of alludes to you know, <laughs> that that you know, and he didn't want his friends to know because he felt that it would look poorly reflect poorly on him, which it did. You know, so but he, you know, but I think that that character was interesting too, and he didn't have a ton of screen time. But just the little that he was on screen, you could see the pressure put on him by everyone else. Yeah. But at the end, he, he, you know, he was able to sort of be himself and be comfortable with what he was, you know, or what he wanted. So yeah, very good movie. <laughs> so yeah, we we had talked that, uh, you know, during the break, we could probably talk about the movie next week too, because there's a lot to to unpack and a lot to discuss. Um, in the chat room, we have a, a few people hanging out. Uh, Creepy girl uh, is in the chat room. She says, "Hey, hey, what's what's burr, up? Burr, burr, burr. Listening in at work. Where are we at with the review? And we actually just finished talking about it. Creepy girl, we we did it a little bit early because we had uh, Fred Carlini from Mixtape Massacre with us. 
And uh, Creepy Girl says, I didn't even realize she was trans- transgender at first either. So, oh. uh, First time Mike says, this review makes me want to check this movie out. Yeah, definitely do that, And uh, Justin B. is hanging out, but he says, going to bed. Have a great night, everyone. Take care, Justin. Thanks for checking in, man. And so let's see. Was there anything else we're going to talk about? I'm trying to think of... We didn't have another topic necessarily. I mean, we could continue to talk about the movie because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. But we also do have some voicemail. I think we got a few of them this week. Can I talk about something for a second? Please. So uh, I botched it in the fucking intro because my radio voice got away from me. But uh, Your radio voice or your, your phone? No, 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 no. It was my radio. You, you were distracted up until the, the intro. <laughs> no. Well, I was doing... Wolfie will back me up here. I was doing the post, and I had forgot to do it. Like, normally, I have it all put together, and I just have to wait for Wolfie or me to take the picture. And then all of a sudden, he's like, all right, let's roll. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even write, like, make, like edit the post so that it's live now. So, like, Did, that's you, why you I You forget I was in the room with you two going back and forth about this photo. <laughs> right. Well, they, people weren't. Like, <laughs> Well, you, you're talking to me like I don't know the... the well, you the, were implying I was doing something else, but I wasn't. Well, because you were. I wasn't. A little bit of both. No, I wasn't. You don't know about my fucking ways. I, you know what? You didn't silence your phone. You were doing a little bit of both. All right. I don't want... I'm not on this show anymore. You don't know his struggle. Greg, pick up. <laughs> you going to whine now that I called you out? Yes. I thought you liked to fight with me. No, I don't like to fight about this. You, you, don't, you don't like to lose. It makes me uncomfortable. This is my real life business. Okay, so go ahead and try Oct- to explain why October, you. October 12th and 13th. I mean. Th- Wolf- ah! Oh, yeah. God damn. What Wolf- the hell? Wolfie, help me. April 12th and 13th. Right. It's the 25th annual Dead Eyed Celebration. Is that what you wanted to say? No, I wanted to say it was the 25th because we haven't done this on April 12th and 13th for 25 years. It's weird. You always pronounce the T in fifth. Fifth, you say he's like twenty fifth. <laughs> I don't know, it just bugs me. <laughs> but for Why those of you, you who didn't see it, that was a very effeminate <laughs> hand wave at Wolfie. Why don't you do it, Monster Zero? You tell all your friends to come to the event. Yeah, <clears throat> it's the twenty fifth. <laughs> April twenty fifth and twenty sixth. <laughs> oh no, it's the twelfth. It's the twelfth and thirteenth. <laughs> and the thir- and the thirteenth. <laughs> Is Mars calling his uh management right now? <laughs> <laughs> so what what you was there something you wanted to say in addition to I just wanted to, to talk it up. It's been you know Oh, I thought you had an announcement or something. No, nothing nothing new but So April Friday, April twelfth. Uh what what's the room, Mars? Uh I don't even know what's happening. Where are we? Oh, well, my the God. Park. No, I'm not no. for the 12th. Right. What's the name of the park, fucking room? Park, park View. Park, park View room. room. There you I'm go. The beautiful. Yeah. It overlooks the beautiful Elm Park. Complete with the fucking raccoon. With the raccoon. Who may or may not be a raccoon bee. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's going to be exciting because we're bringing in award-winning film. And I actually, I, I should have an announcement, but I didn't, like, uh, I found... A really cool sponsor for that night. Um, that's really excited. They are making us. Uh, I just need before I can announce it formally. Uh, I'm probably going to wait till next week to do it, but I'll get the info. Uh, I just didn't get the fall together. But they're going to make like a uh, 
uh, as you know, E and L Music is doing the the show, the music show on the thirteenth, and this uh, organization um, is going to not only help us with some gear and stuff that we uh, may need for both nights. They're gonna make us a, a cool Deadites twenty uh, fifth anniversary, uh, um, like like backdrop thing to, to take nice. pictures in front of. And cool. uh, I'm bringing somebody in from out of town on the night of the 13th and 12th to do kind of like a, uh, like a, we'll stream them right to the uh, Deadites Facebook, some like uh, red carpety sort of stuff. And uh, Is there going to be a red carpet? I'm working on it. Hmm? But uh, so yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, and I, I don't know where this is going to be right now. Do black carpet? Um, and uh, I'm working on, I will tell you my biggest Deadite surprise that I was working on, and in literally, and literally that's probably a fair thing to say, um, officially got kiboshed today, so I was really disappointed about that. Uh, uh, you know, but uh, we pretty much decided that it's happening at Halloween next year, and uh, it'll be crazy. Uh, some people might say that it's psycho. But... Um, the I am I have, <laughs> there. You go with yeah, that that, yeah, that, that Bill, Bill tease. Bill, yeah, but I um am working on a couple of other people to at least maybe do a song or two or come up and do some things. So uh, get naked. Yeah, watch that curtain when the El Goro's making the introductions because I guarantee you, you don't know everybody who's going to come through it. That it's night. it's going to be like the Royal Rumble. Yeah, right? it's gonna be fucking uh, exactly. Gonna be some oh, maybe yeah. Jeff Jarrett will show yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you who will not be there. Uh, Road dog. Or that she may be there, but not on stage. But I just wanted to report for anybody. Uh, who was curious? Um, uh, our own Myra K. Rock is is uh, doing better after her health Good. problems that hurt. Uh, she's on vacation right now. Uh, she's relaxing. She's taking some time. Uh, she got yelled at by me uh, yesterday, like she was my daughter, because I found out they had booked a show, and I felt like that was too soon. But she mm-hmm. assured me that uh, it's going to be okay, and she's taking it easy and not singing all the songs. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the de- you know the Deadites will be waiting for you, darling, when you come back and. Uh, you're my hero. You're the toughest lady around. So uh, keep. I, I know you listen every week. So uh, you know, just keep on. So we're sorry, Myra. <laughs> yeah, no. And and yeah, uh, yeah. We we're, we're all pulling for you. Yeah, we didn't talk. I mean, she's doing great. She's back to her real life. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, she is having. You know, it's still. I mean, that's a fucking like. You don't just get up and be better from that. So there are some things. But, Scary shit. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't talk about it when it happened because I wanted to respect her privacy, but. Um, you know, we have been thinking of you and pulling for you the entire time. So uh, I love you. And, uh, you know, you got to come back on the show soon, as soon as you're ready. Anyway, yeah, so. absolutely. She's always welcome. Yeah. So the, um, uh, but you do, you don't, you're not going to know on the 13th and maybe the 12th, uh, there is a certain diminutive redhead that has uh, threatened crashing the live trick or treat radio. So you, you never fucking know what's going to happen. You know, you don't know who's going to, Come through you know the, a couple of diminutive redheads. Wow, well, you never know who's. Gonna <laughs> you never know, but uh, never know who's going to show up on yeah, Trick or Treat Radio. You never know. I'm not going to give any hints. I put, supposedly, I have a third way I talk to her, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, there you go again. Yeah. But um, if anyone listened to like two weeks ago, yeah, you know, you never know. You know who's going to come through that door. We have a steady deadites lineup right now, but like. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's gonna be uh, fucking wild and Willie on both nights. You never know. Will somebody will some fucking? Is it gonna be wild and wily? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) working on that too. Especially when, like, gone are the days when I could ask one of them to show up and not get the high hat from the other one. Right, right. Like that text came before I had announced him. 
but uh yeah no i i, I do have a plan for that and uh hopefully uh we can make that happen it's it's a, it's tough logistically but um it, i can't imagine not having um i mean i you know there's a big portion of my work day that is spent ignoring uh what i'm supposed to be doing and, and talking to wiley so um you know like i couldn't imagine having this weekend without her in, in some capacity so but like yeah it's gonna be crazy uh you know is uh you know who's gonna come through the fucking door Ares, dc DC 10's new deadites character <laughs> let me call you out right here in front of everyone is, oh boy is, is there go. anything i'm gonna need to fucking do <laughs> what do you mean yeah let Ares know ahead of time what am i mean because like usually like three days before hey can you do can you can you build this <laughs> well i do think we should go look at the room because i am a little worried about like like that's what I'm, I'm calling out right now. Is there anything you fucking like? Uh, let me know what a day works, and I'll try to get up there. And I'll figure out, and we'll figure out if we need anything. If we don't need anything, I would rather just have you do whatever you want to do. But if we need something, I, what do I want. I want to stay home. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> you, you and your I'm fucking old. You and your fucking buckets can stay home then. Bucket, bucket, McBangy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Yeah, so I'm fine. Uh, gonna... Creepy girl says, "Man, I wish I could have left a voicemail at work. I I host game night and we played drawing without dignity. So I was drawing penises, boobs, and hoo haws all night. Hoo haws probably seem like that hard to draw." Why say penis and then hoo-ha? Why not vagina? Oh, vagina. I was thinking of something different. <laughs> what the hell are you thinking of? Yeah, what, what? yeah, what do you think? No, like, no, what, yeah, what's, no, a what's a hoo-ha in your world? Hoo-ha. That's a funny variety. Got you all in the check. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cowboy variety <laughs> show. Hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> got you all in the check. Hey, now. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Well, maybe. Hoo-ha. Well, Mabel. Yeah, Al Pacino over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mabel, he went to the county fair. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just I want to say that I'm I'm super excited for uh, next week have Brian in studio. Yeah, it's good to see him again. I I kind of put it out there because he he had uh, I know he's such a big fan of of black metal and he he performs black oh, metal yeah. he's in a black metal band so i wanted to get someone who who we haven't ha- had on in a while and i was like man like he's like perfect right like he's a perfect person to have on for that mm. for that episode and we've been we've been talking about getting brian back in studio anyway so it seems like a perfect opportunity so uh we'll have brian with us next week to talk about lords of chaos i do have one more quick thing to talk yeah about. so the 2018 darkness for light uh recipient uh it seems like it was forever but um there's one month left uh, on the 26th of uh, this coming month, March. She will publicly announce uh, her successor. And uh, there will be a passing of the torch ceremony. I think Figuratively the, or literally? Uh, well, I don't think they'll let us bring fire into those <laughs> joints. But uh, I got to work out. I, I, I think it's going to be on the, on the 12th because we have a little more. On the 13th, rather, because we have a little more wiggle room uh, with room <laughs> rental time. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it, it's going to be cool, but uh, um, you know, she still uh, Kim Cody, the recipient now, still needs help. Her, she's in more danger than ever uh, of losing everything that she has, of not being able to go back to work yet. And so, uh, you know, give what you can. Every dollar helps. Every every share helps. Shares are priceless. Um, 
So uh, just, you know, look up uh, GoFundMe. We love Kim Cody and C-O-T-E. And, um, you know, she's still quite a way away. I'm hoping to work something out with these guys that, you know, in the next month we can do some sort of special or premium content or something. I know Wolfie and I have talked about it, but we're both real busy in our other lives. So, um, you know, something, some sort of thing in March that we can go, you know, and, and, and try to. It's a lot of money. But if she can make even part of her goal, a part of the goal that Alexander put in a GoFundMe, um, she'll be able to secure her house for a few more months and maybe get back on her feet. And, uh, you know, uh, it would be, uh, you know, that'd be great. I, I would like to shuffle off this mortal coil knowing that she's uh, doing okay. So Shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The fucking 14th of April, I'm fucking driving off Bridge Quincy. <laughs> right You're not right driving here. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to he's gonna make Aries uh, drive and then I'll, pull the wheel. If he's going to do it, he's going to drive. I, I'll have, <laughs> well, that's, that will ensure that he yeah. does it. I'll have, you, I'll have you know I drove yesterday. Illegally. Well, I don't know. Of course, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I'm calling the cops. And, and driving someone nuts doesn't count. What? Driving <laughs> someone nuts doesn't count. No, I drove down to buy myself a delicious hot beverage because I had the worst the cops listening uh, maybe I know one's cop is I had a fucking splitting headache because I've been like <laughs> on a diet and I one of the things I'm trying not what, to have is what's coffee your diet? Uh, it's nobody likes a fucking nobody likes a fat guy diet <laughs> like that's what I call it no I call it the nobody likes a fat front man diet okay so yeah <laughs> so do you don't eat anything um, I, I've been eat, doing real low to no carb. Um, and I'm gonna. I, I think eventually I have this kind of. Uh, sorry, Raven Shadow. I'm sorry, anything else. But I think I have this uh, vegetarian, uh, quasi vegetarian diet. Uh, but like right now, knowing my lack of discipline and my lack of like wanting to drink soda and do everything, like I, uh, I'm just doing super low carb. Um, it's good. To, you you know. Uh, you know, I uh, so I, I didn't go to the food court one time over the last three days. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, it's, that's, that's, hard, that's hard to resist. I mean, when you work when you work in such close proximity to that place, man, it's tough. Now, to be fucking fair, on Saturday when I decided I wasn't going to do it the other days, I definitely had three ice cream cones to make up for the fact that I wasn't going to have any Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, but no. they were vegan ice cream cones, so it's okay. I doubt, I doubt uh, it. They came from fucking Burger King, so I, <laughs> I guarantee they didn't have any dairy or anything. They were fucking plastic, probably. But, um, yeah, because I'm still on a budget. I could have had three fake ice creams or one really good small ice cream at the Jolt. Balling on a budget. Yeah, so, yeah. I um I still have to get that IG88 uh to complete my 6-inch bounty hunter collection. So <laughs> speaking of budget. Cuz I got a I got a display. I got Boba Fett now. Boba Christmas. Fett. I got Bosk. I special ordered Bosk about nice. when I first started working at that joint it finally showed up. Um and now I need a IG88 and I have a Death's Head too. So I'm going to have all these uh, famous and uh, a death stroke. So I'm gonna have like this ultimate bounty onto team. It's gonna nice. be very virgin worthy. Whoa, Wolfie's touching my mic. <laughs> yeah, it was pointing down. Well, that's you're flaccid. Part, that's the part of me that has the most to say. <laughs> so yeah, I've that's been on. Fair. I've been on a diet. I am trying to for, for three days. You said so far. Okay. 
Um, I was on it for three days once before, and uh, I had some, um, let's just say, some uh, real-life troubles. Um, Did you have to set the clock back? Uh, no. <laughs> I saw that you almost had to set it back. Yeah, it was close. Um, oh, people would not leave the fucking store. Um, but like, yeah, I, um, yeah. So I had some, I had some, uh, relationship troubles and, uh, I commiserated those by having, um, a burger, a BK box. <laughs> what is a BK box? <laughs> it's a, it's, it's one of their big sandwiches. I had a, um, Jesus. I had a burger, a uh, Whopper with cheese and fry. It comes with Whopper with cheese, fries, um, two cookies and a drink. And then I got a chicken sandwich. And then I got a two combo. Is this on your no meat diet? Yeah. What part of diet yeah. is this on? No. Well, no. This was the day I. F- this was the day I this. broke it. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. And then there's another day I was on the diet for eight hours. That didn't, that day was slow. Somebody congratulated me to ask how I was doing, but they didn't see the picture of me with the ice cream cones on. You, you do realize that this is just supposed to be like ongoing. This isn't like hours at a time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not good at it. I'm trying. This is three days straight. You're trying? If I go all the way tomorrow, right? That, that's the problem. You got to fucking pull a Yoda. Do or do not. There right. is no try. Well, if I go all the way tomorrow, then I think I'll be okay. Like I, I think I think once I get past four days, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I already am do not, or like, do I, not. I, I think there is no try. Yeah, I think it's twenty one days. Is you could that live the, to be nine years is old? Is that the rule? I don't know, but I, I am starting to not care about like like today. I didn't think about the food court at all. Yeah, if you do something for twenty one days, it becomes a habit. That's yeah. that's what people say. Well, that's actually not true. I thought about it a little bit when the. The foxy manager from the store across the way came over and asked if I wanted anything down there. But that's the only time I thought of it. <laughs> All right. So, and I wasn't so much thinking about the food court. But the the reality is that... So are you bosking on a budget? Yeah, I am bosking on a budget. <laughs> Bosk has weird hands. I forgot about that until I got him. How's he hold that Does gun? Does he have three fingers? Is it? Yeah, I haven't took him out of the box yet, but I know that gun is just going to fucking fall on the shelf all the time. Or point at his feet like he's going to blow his two toes off. So yeah, I um I'm <laughs> I am dedicated to trying to make myself and the things around me better and I think that physically making myself better is important to that too. Um uh, I've been inspired by many people that have made their own Astron 6 are making their own movies. No one is showing the type of films that they're making the type of films that they wanted to see. And they're working on all these big budget films, but no one was doing it. So they went and they made their own fucking movies, right? They made the movies that they wanted to see, that they wanted. And unfortunately, to make. they might not be making anymore. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Well, they, they just they're they're too spread apart now, oh. and they're just not getting the money they oh. they need to get to have them all yeah, get together. Absolutely. So I mean, uh, it's been going forever. But although they were at Sundance with Chow Boys, right. and supposedly went over pretty well, so who knows. Pro wrestling girl is making the type of wrestling they want, and of course, my my one of my favorite wrestlers, Kenny Omega, you know, is went out and is making wrestling the way he wants it to be. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, Jim Cornette is making a business the way that he wants it to be. He's not depending on <laughs> another podcast and like a bigger podcast entity. He's exposing the business, brother. Well, he's not exposing the I business, know. yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you know, like, and I was just really inspired that like I'm gonna make the things that I want to make. 
and I'm going to be a better me. I'm going to make Monster Zero better in the process. It's, it's, oh, God, don't do that. <coughs> Is that possible? Don't waste no. your time on me. No, but I can try. <laughs> I can try. Hal, close the, open the pod doors. We can do this. <laughs> Hal, open the pod bay doors, please. Yeah. Did you guys see the Alexa commercial where they... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Everybody yeah. thinks that's fucking awesome. I'm terrified of that thing. There was that... Were you with me when I saw... Did you see the short about Alexa killing people? No, yeah, no. Like everybody else was like, this was hilarious and charming. Nope. No idea terrified. what you're talking about right now. Huh? I hey, no hey, idea po- what you're talking hey, about. Pops. Uh, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa is a Google device that you talk to and it does stuff for you. <laughs> Aaron's mad at you for laughing. <laughs> you're going to kill Mars. I'm... Well, he, he you know he He's does not dropping his drink. He does want to shuffle off. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the joke is. What's it? <laughs> I called you pops. Oh, I missed that. Okay, <laughs> that's going to be his new nickname. I still don't understand why that's that funny. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Raven Shadow. Why is this Alexa business? <laughs> well, no, I know what Alexa is. I just oh. don't know the the commercial. Oh, okay. I take it back then, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> You're a youngin'. <laughs> I guess I don't watch enough TV, which I thought I would like watch the most out of this room. <laughs> I don't watch any TV, really. I mean, I, well, let me take that back. I don't watch cable. I, I have, uh, you know, I, I watch more news than I probably should. In this day and age, it's probably too much. I know, MZ, you, you were watching the news a lot for a while there. Yeah, I, st- I stopped. I, I'm down to like... Down to fuck? Like, literally. <laughs> like, if I, if I watch maybe two hours... <laughs> if I watch maybe two hours a week of this stuff, yeah. then that's a big week. That's probably good, because you were watching a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was saturating my brain in that shit. I, I had to get away from it. Oh, boy. You guys want to hear some voicemail? Sure. Let's light them up. All right. So we heard uh, from a few folks. And uh, let's kick things off with our boy, Evil Corny. Hey, guys. This is Evil Corny. Assassination Nation was one of my favorite films of last year. I rewatched it a couple days ago. To me, it's scary because... um, Things like this have happened in this country, really this world, you know, throughout history. Um, social media was a lot more relevant in this one, but um, until people start showing more in- empathy for each other and quit blaming each other for their shortcomings, um, or quit blaming groups of people for their shortcomings, um, things like this will always happen. Um, and we'll never really move as a race until we overcome that. You guys have a good one. Evil Corny out. All right, Corny. Thanks, man. Yeah. And uh, glad you dug the movie. I, I think he had, he might've talked about it on a previous voicemail too, but uh, always appreciate hearing from you, buddy. Uh, creepy girl in the chat room says, I love my Alexas. <laughs> so do I. What do you have your Alexa do for you? Uh, give us the weather. <laughs> Tell the time. Because you can't look at your phone. No, I can. <laughs> I can. Then what's the big Play deal? music. Yeah? Yeah. What do you say? say? You don't You don't like music. 
No, I'll say like, Alexa, play some baby metal, and next thing you know, <laughs> it'll 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 play baby metal. <laughs> play some, uh, play some, uh, play some uh, Elton John. It'll start playing Elton John. I dig it. Goodbye, Monster Zero. Play some uh, Lords of Chaos, and it won't do that. <laughs> so. Though I'll never see your waistline again, remember your, your awesome friend. beard you had. <laughs> you look like Homer Simpson in disguise. Oh, shit. Aries just owned you on the fib. What? Aries oh. just owned you on the fib, Mars. Why? Go look. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. <laughs> you forget I'm a moderator, and if I don't like this, go right down. No, you're not getting rid of that. I'll, I'll put it back. Aries, I'll wait till Mars sees it, and I'll explain it to the folks at uh, at home. I like the top left one. <laughs> of course you do. You see you, Mars? <laughs> Right now. <laughs> you can't argue with it, can you? So Aries posted a meme about uh, how to hold a microphone correct. There's a guy who's like putting it in his mouth, <laughs> like holding it under his chin, <laughs> holding it down near his chest, talking like on the other side of it, putting it right into his mouth, holding it like a foot, two feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Mars isn't laughing now. Oh, I just got the evil eye. <laughs> oh, and he's typing furiously. Oh, he's... <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, well, let's go to the next one, and this is our boy, First Time Mike. What's up, Trick or Treat family? This is First Time Mike. How's everybody doing? Good, buddy. Uh, missed the time travel discussion last week, so I just had a, a couple thoughts on that one. Uh, first of all, Monster Zero, totally right on time after time. Great movie, underrated movie. Tell him, Sydney. Malcolm McDowell is great. David Warner is great. Uh, Mary Steenburgen is great. Uh, I just totally enjoy that movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, time after time, well worth searching out. Uh, the movie I'd like to talk about for my time travel thing is I have a fondness for uh, Trancers. Uh, the first one was by Empire Films, and the sequels, of course, by uh, Full Moon Entertainment. And I love the concept of Trancers because... For the first couple movies, uh, there's not a time machine, but basically your consciousness is sent down the, called the lines. So basically uh, from, I think it was the 23rd century in Trancers, and your conscious, uh, Jack Depp's uh, consciousness is put in the, into the body of his, uh, his ancestor. And that's how the beings travel through time is not, uh, not physically, but mentally. And uh, that's expanded in future, uh, ver- uh, the sequels to the movie. They get kind of weird towards the end, but uh, like the first three, you know, are, are pretty good. I have a fondness for uh, the fourth and fifth ones, which are set in an alternate universe and written by Peter David. They're pretty cheesy, but I enjoyed them nonetheless. But I, I love the initial t- concept of time travel is that it starts out with psionic time travel, basically travel by mind. Uh, there's a time machine later, but that's more of a MacGuffin. And uh, it's really interesting that you don't see a lot of movies have that 
that version of time travel. I've, I've read it in a couple novels, but it's uh, a different one. It was nice to see that on the screen. And Tim Thomerson is awesome. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, one of my B-movie uncles. So uh, <laughs> I really enjoy it. Especially check out the original Trancers. Uh, Trancers 2 has uh, Richard Lynch and uh, Jeffrey Combs. And, no- and uh, number three has... Uh, Andrew Robinson in it, and it's set in the modern day. It's actually it's not too bad, and it has a man shark cyborg, which is which is actually pretty cool too. Uh, other things, I also went to see. Uh, I rented Overlord last week when it came out nice. on uh, on Blu-ray, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. A little bit more war than uh, movie than horror movie than I expected, but I thought it was pretty good. It's uh, it was uh, less video game uh wolfenstein like i thought it would be but uh there was a couple of parts that actually made me go ooh. so if you can get me to do that in a movie and and catch me off guard i think it's pretty good uh the acting was good i thought some of the makeup artists there's a couple scenes where the cgi looked a little bit eh, but all in all overlord i give it a treat uh also a question for monster zero uh Hey, when is Morbid Tales coming out? Because I know they've been, you've been talking about it for about almost a year now. But uh, is uh, that going to be coming out soon? And uh, hope you guys are all well, Aries. I hope you're re- uh, resting up from all the snow you guys are getting. Uh, hope Raven Shadow is good, uh, Johnny. You know you uh, do good, Mars. Hope you're doing good, MZ. All you guys. This is first time, Mike. Saying good night. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Some great films. Yeah, like I haven't seen Trancer since, I don't know, maybe the early 90s. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so I uh, that one just totally slipped my mind. And uh, I have yet to see Overlord. I believe you saw it, Mars? Yeah, I saw it in the, in the theater. Yeah, you liked it, right? Yeah, I think it was my last. I think it was when I finally ran out of AMC money. Ah. But, uh, yeah, no, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I think... Uh, if you take it for just being a... Hi. Hi, what? Nothing. I thought you were on the fib. Nothing. You thought I was where? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you take it for just the movie that it is, you know, and not the movie that you think it's going to be, like, it's actually pretty perfect. Like, it, it, like it's one of those movies which is more like an RPG than an RPG. <laughs> What's the matter, Wolfie? It's uh, the, your, your, uh, your retort... It's an old man. Uh, it says, back in, back in my day, we criticized technology, not play games with it. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> <laughs> ignored it. Well, to answer uh, his question. Yes, please. Um, well, certainly, uh, Brian is far more qualified than I am to right. answer this kind of we'll a question. We'll have him next week. And we'll have that answer next week. We'll ask him for you and uh but as far as i know i mean i filmed that stuff uh what maybe three or four years ago yeah it was a while ago it's been a long long time and uh i think he's just looking to try and get financing to get the dvds uh uh authorized or authored i think the what term is yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Get him author, I think. Yeah. So we'll have to ask Brian because do you yeah. know if he's against um, crowdfunding? Do you know his thoughts on it? I don't 
You know, I oh, don't we, know. We can talk about because I mean, I've, I've, he, he hasn't done anything like that as far as yeah. I know. So I don't, I, it's hard to say. Or maybe he's just trying to do it the truly independent way by yeah. just yeah. raising the money himself. And know? I totally get that. I, yeah, I can, that, I can understand. I, I can understand why people wouldn't want to go that go that route, but yeah. I, I would imagine that uh, he could probably have some success with it. He's got enough fans out there, you know. Yeah, I mean, and if his work is, you know, and his history is good enough to make it an issue one of Fangoria, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's there's got to be something to him, man. Yep, absolutely. So, but uh, but we'll ask him. Next yeah, we'll week. ask. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll ask Brian next week. It's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. First, I think first time Mike sent sent his uh, voicemail before we mentioned that we'd have Brian, but it was a uh, good timing, I guess, on yeah. that question. So, uh, and first time Mike in the chat room says, "Thanks for the answers, guys. You got it, buddy." What can you fucking imagine? What's on Monster Zero's phone that you don't want to know about? Like, I, I'm like just captivated by that concept. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, he wouldn't be embarrassed by it. Well, imagine what he is embarrassed by. That's the problem. I don't know if he's. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be I'm embarrassed not by. Not really anything. embarrassed yeah. by much. Considering you fucking outed yourself with the bestiality. The only thing I know. The only show. thing I'm embarrassed by is uh, who's in our White House right now. You're like, <laughs> you're like some fucking pretty much it. Weird, twisted Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> He, and he doesn't fuck have, with the animals. And he doesn't have like, and you know, he has this sort of like, I don't know if I'd say budding like relationship with with creepy girl, but like, like out in public, he'll just be like, "Hey, babe," yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not like he's hiding anything. Yeah. Well, in in terms of like, hey, if I wa- if I was single, probably no, I don't dot, think dot, it's dot, dot. you don't need to be single. <laughs> Is that true? He doesn't need to be. Some Apparently so. You need to be single. You need to be single. You don't need to be single. You need to I'm be quiet. Permission. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to be single? I do. Yeah. You, no, yeah. Like you can't. You can't. No. You don't need to be single. Like to like you know have a creepy girl in Florida. Like you need to be single. Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. You're you're, yeah. you're you're doing okay at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you for some like. Uh, he oh he says the Buffalo Bill commemorative tuck dance video. Mm. <laughs> the, yeah, that could get out, that, MZ. Yeah. Oh yeah. What would you think about that's that? That's very true. That that's is very a, a, very true. <laughs> you would you wouldn't you like you if you, you were, might you might have like one less one less uh you know one less ride to take. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the reason why I did that is. Well, for, well, first of all, the, you would not to be fulfill ashamed. my obligation. Right, but you would but not be ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I know. But also because I have nothing but the most, utmost faith and competence and trust in the person who filmed it. Well, that's like one of my best friends in the world. I, I How can I word this diplomatically? I oughtn't. I think I probably could like get that thing out in the world if I traded or some alf pod. No, he's talking about me. Oh. Yeah. And filmed it. Oh well, who filmed it? Like, <laughs> yeah, filmed it. But well, I appreciate that, MZ. I, he, I would well, never. I trust yeah. him. I say the same thing, but I couldn't buy him with Alf Pong. Unless, you know, unless uh, unless he gets hacked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, actually, I had it on a Dropbox. I don't know if it's there anymore. I think I took it down because it was yeah. taking too much room. Could be. So I, I think, I think it's it. it's on the computer, and I think it's 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 not able to be accessed online unless someone had access to the computer. Scooter so. computer and Mister Chips. He's got the answer of your fingertips. I couldn't. Hey, I I couldn't do that. But I mean, I mean, overall, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it, really, in the slightest. No, I mean, I physically I, I couldn't have... do that. I'm a I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower. I'm Irish. <laughs> 
Well, I wasn't showing anything either. <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't know how you tuck those. Uh, I'll yeah, tell I don't you, know how, how you tuck those beanbags I'll behind t- your legs. <laughs> you know, my favorite my part skin, of that night. My skin was stretching, man. <laughs> it was like a. It was like a rubber band. It was like, I had forgotten. <laughs> I don't know if Aries even knows this story. So he's naked next door, right in the room next door to the studio, right? Oh, you never seen it, right? And he, t- <laughs> you don't want it. <laughs> and he, uh, and he had his you clothes. See it, Aries? He had his clothes in here, right? <laughs> so I took off. Like all of his clothes, like he had his underwear, his socks, and everything, and he like hit him in the closet, right? He thought he hit him, right? So I like when he went in, took off all my clothes, right? Oh yeah, and put on all his clothes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right down to his work boots. He was just sitting here messing around with the computer, and he went in, and his clothes weren't there, and he lost his mind, and he's walking by, looking everywhere. He did not notice. Like I finally had to tell him that I had his fucking clothes on. He had no, like I'm sitting there with this big giant, like. <laughs> Like Red Sox sweatshirt, and like you know. What, was school. it really? Was it really baggy in the crotch? I didn't know. Having <laughs> <laughs> Rufus and Ronaldo you occupy that just space. Just because I wear a different kind of knee, a different kind of uh, jeans. The place that I was most conscious was that it was baggy in like the the knees and like like ankles. You know what I mean? Like baggy that felt, in the knees. That felt weird to me like cuz my jeans are always like the the lower part is always tighter, right? So like <laughs> I it felt weird like it felt like I was wearing bell bottoms to have like jeans that like flared out at the bottom instead of like got tighter. But like were you wearing his underwear? Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was. was. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that pair out. <laughs> <laughs> Along with his hair. Yeah. With Dynamo's hair. <laughs> But I'm I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of that at all. No. I know. Like, there's nothing like you kind of have no shame. There's nothing that I, anyone I have no moral compass. Could I have, have no against shame. You, really, I have no filter. I'm just a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got one more voicemail, and it would be from Dynamo's kid. Yeah, with my sperm. The best I part of it. his sperm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. J- Jesse G might have something to say about that, but he's, right. he's in the running. Well, if Jesse G can't get in the in our chat room, then maybe maybe not. He keeps ch- uh, talking on uh, maybe his Raven channel on YouTube. So let's hear from Dynamo's kid, Pabst. Uh, hey guys, it's Paps. Uh, I'm just calling in this week. Um, so last Thursday, uh, Rebecca and I went into Providence, and we got to catch a screening of one of my favorite shitty movies, um, Deathbed: The Bed That Eats, at the. Uh, <laughs> Oh, excuse me, the Columbus Theater. I could tell that was brutal. Um, and um, so, you know, we got like dinner and stuff before that. And um, so we like get, a, um, we go inside and we're walking up the stairs. And um, who do we see with like three tables fucking filled with VHS tapes, but Jared Blinkhorn. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really great, you know, hanging out with him and, um, you know, shooting the shit for a while. Um that might be that dude's dad. so nice. He's he's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, we picked up a fuckload of awesome VHS from him. Um, we got Manhunter, which uh, I have not seen yet, but uh, I am very much looking forward to. Uh, I know you guys really dig it. Um, I uh, I'm interested to see Hannibal Lecter, you know, portrayed by someone who's not Anthony Hopkins or some stupid fucking young actor. So uh, that'll be. That'll be interesting. A uh, little side note, I do love Mads Mikkelsen as uh, Hannibal, or at least I love season one. But anyways, uh, anyway, I also got uh, Misery, 
Got Near Dark, which I think is one of the best vampire movies ever. Uh, got The Thing, which is my favorite movie ever, probably. Uh, we got Cat's Eye. We got Creep Show. We got Jacob's Ladder, which is one of Rebecca's favorite movies. Ah, uh, fuck. We got Clue, which I I love that movie so much. Um, like what a star-studded cast. Um, we got a movie that scared the shit out of me when I was younger, uh, Gremlins, um, <laughs> which uh, we recently rewatched over the weekend. Um, we were like super fucking sick, um, and uh, that movie is outrageous. And um, Jared Blinkhorn also threw in uh, Gremlins Two: The New Batch, which I had not seen all of, um, but that movie is equally, if not more. Outrageous. Hello, cat. Please don't bite me. I think my kid is... Uh, yeah, we uh, got, also got The Witches. We got Pet uh, Cemetery. We got Mars Attacks. And uh, another one that came at the suggestion of Mr. Jared Blinkhorn, and that was uh, Mac and Me, <laughs> which I have not seen, oh but looks fucking ridiculous. Um, and also, uh, according to Jared, uh, McDonald's, helped to make this movie <laughs> like they oh. like through funding or something i don't know but uh yeah uh deathbed was a ton of fun but uh, the real highlight was getting to uh hang out with that dude all right guys i hope you guys have a good show and uh peace all right that kid was fucked up in that thing <laughs> the cat was gonna bite him he's talking to cats he should have his cat trained by teddy he hart he got drunk from hanging around just being near jared did you guys see that video of uh, Paul Rudd that I posted? I I did. I loved it. Isn't yeah. that amazing? The, the one that he keeps showing the same clip yeah. of Mac and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> he's he's awesome. I, I do like. Yeah, Paul, Rudd. Paul Rudd's awesome. Yeah. but I I had no idea he was a Mac and me fan. At least not to the to that extent. My <laughs> God, Jesus Christ, that's fucking amazing. I know he's video. selling it like, but like Conan sells it so well too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. It's it's the same fucking clip. It's amazing. If you want to see something awesome, oh. watch one of the videos of Ron Funches teaching him Conan how to play a particular video game or something like that. Played a fighting game together. That shit's amazing. Did you see it? There's one where they play <laughs> Dragon Ball, and yep. he's like, no. "I just super son John Goku on you." <laughs> 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 The fucking guy getting the wheelchair. Uh. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty awesome, though. I'm glad that um, Paps got to see Blinks. Yeah, we sure as hell haven't seen yeah, him in a while. He's been MIA t- for the longest <laughs> time. I, he's, he's I talked to him from Texan. Yeah, from, he, what do you call that? Sexting. S- sexting, maybe yeah. depends on what you talk about. Fucking. That's something different. Why? Really. <laughs> Do you sex them while you're fucking them? No, 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 no. <laughs> they no. talk about DNA, you know, D and his A. <laughs> DNA with DSLs. I'll tell you this, he couldn't handle it. <laughs> handle it? I don't think I can find it. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love Jared. He's one of the, he's a handsome Yeah, he's, man. he's the best. And, yeah. he's, and he's brilliant, and he always offers to, like, help me out with things, and I just fucking can't. Can't pull it together. I think I think I'm insecure about working with somebody who's so much more talented than me. Yeah, but you do it on a daily basis, all the fucking time. Like literally, <laughs> the guy who does sound Maybe not for daily, us but... is like ten times better at everything I do than I do it. Like usually, the people who are selling our t-shirts are better singers than I am. So, but I get it. I mean, uh, it's only like that's why I like hanging around Monster Zero so much. 
<laughs> Actually, Monster Zero, I remember playing those fucking dumb band games, and Monster Zero is a much better singer than I am. Oh, please. Yeah, you were a pretty good singer. I got a horrible voice for singing. What about for phone sex? Love. <laughs> First time Mike says deathbed is amazing. Weird on the level I can't explain. Yeah, deathbed is pretty fucking out there. I've never seen it. No? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should check it out. The original? The the uh, the bed that eats? Yeah. Not the yeah. 2002? Uh... No, no. The original deathbed. <laughs> Written and directed by George Barry. Like I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he did death. Oh, he okay. So he just did that. That's it. So are you excited about live trick or treat radio monsters here? Yeah, I'm always excited when we do a live show. Are you gonna have a lot of people coming? I hope Cause so. I don't because I have like I have no friends in this area, so it's not gonna work out good for me. It's all up to you this oh, time. Oh, great! That's <laughs> all up to you. Uh, I'll Mars. just be the pi- Pied Piper and just. Pied Piper masturbation, maybe. <laughs> That's me, by the way. <laughs> Though, maybe there will be a live on stage reunion of the greatest masturbatory faction of all time. Tiny White, Monster Zero, and Dynamo Mars, the free birds of masturbation. What yeah. about the nation of masturbation? Yeah, they were overrated. <laughs> the fabulous free birds of masturbation. Aries, Aries, like, this is like an NWO. Aries is like... Uh, Masturb- is masturbation like, nation. It's like jacking off... <laughs> Do we have a title? <laughs> oh. oh boy! <laughs> that 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 would uh that go dynamo. Whew. All right. I love the fact that you went from full on cackle to pick up your phone yeah. and take serious <laughs> text. <laughs> and then into it a little chuckle. <laughs> getting, in, getting in trouble on the podcast. Uh, first time Mike wants to know, Mars, where did you get your AD&D shirt? Um, I got that from my uh, dungeon master, uh, Evil Paul. He knew I'd been having a bad few days, and he uh, bought me a present. That makes sense, because uh, Temple, Temple of Elemental Evil, Evil Paul. Yeah, it was like the fucking, like, I, I put a text show, with. Show it. Yeah. It's nice. It is pretty cool. Looks like a dress on you, but it's nice. <laughs> it's that diet at work. <laughs> it's that diet. No, that's that's really cool. That's like the fucking classic, man. Double yeah. of them up evil. I like. Finally, though, my original DM Brian Coconut admitted he was being cruel. So, for those after, you, after thirty years, for those of you who haven't heard the story. We were playing the Temple of Elemental Evil, and we did all the stuff that you do in a game. Like you get, you know, you talk to NPCs, you get fucking loot, you do everything. And then we journeyed and got into the Temple of Elemental Evil. For four months, we fought fucking demons. Some of the characters died and got mad and never came back again. Our five-person party turned to our six-person party turned to four people, like because people got eaten by green slime and got mad. Yep. My character fucking lost a hand. Uh, Every, we went in 8th level, and all of us came out in between 3 and 4th level because we met so much undead in an old D&D undead drain your, your levels. Um, and we were like, we fucking thought we beat the Temple of Elemental Evil. We kicked open this bulkhead, and I'll never forget it. He like looked over his fucking DM screen. And he used to have, like, we used to candles because we never <laughs> kissed a girl. Um, and uh, he goes, before you, it stands... Eclipsing the sun, the ginormous, the the gigantic, 
evil structure that stands before you chills you to your bone. You are staring <laughs> upon the temple of elemental evil. <laughs> and I'm a tiny going, ah, uh, what? <laughs> and he, we were like, where are we? He goes, oh, you guys were just in the moat house. <laughs> so for like months, we were fighting in the fucking moat house. It's like That's the fucking amazing. mud room of the Temple of yeah. Elemental Evil. <laughs> and like we How were long supposed did it take to get through it? We did we did we ended up fucking stopping and like like we we die everybody died and we course, made some yeah. more characters, but we started at fourth, so those characters didn't get any further, so we were just like, Let's play a different adventure, please. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Ledger was telling us stories about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and him often because those old adventures were fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. All right, well, that is it for voicemail. I guess we can start to wind things down. Hey, did you guys know I found out something very uh, that I didn't know? What? Uh, we'll talk about this more in a later show. We'll, we'll call this a cliffhanger, but I found out uh, you guys have met my sons, right? All of them. All. Yes. Uh, I think, well, the, young the ones, ones we know about. The young ones and the really old, ugly ones that I hope, <laughs> yes. you know, I hope finally go away. Uh, I found out I have a lady, a lady... Um, I have a daughter. You do not. I do. I don't think your sperm could produce a daughter. Glad. I didn't think so either. <laughs> Too much toxic masculinity in those days. <laughs> no. I, I didn't think so either, but that's what happened. So. Okay, who is it? I, I can't talk about it. I don't you know. You just did. Well, no, I'm not going to out them. That's embarrassing. Well, the First of all, they relate because it's important to know it's a different dimension of me. First of all, <clears throat> it's like bad enough that I'm their dad, right? Second of all, it means they're somehow related to Fabio Frizzi. <laughs> like, it's just not good. So, yeah, I found that out the other day. All right. I feel terrible. Maybe we'll end on that cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. We'll do the DNA test. We'll find out who it is. <laughs> Maybe she's from Africa. Like North zero. Africa, one yeah. percent. Yeah, you fucking. No, that. Asshole. No, that's that. Uh, <laughs> I updated. I updated. Oh, you that. updated your DNA test. No, they 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 update and they they inform me and uh, that's all gone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm it's no all gone. Longer, yeah, it's. Uh, oh my no god, longer, your claim to fame. I'm no longer one percent black. <laughs> kind of disappointing. Not me. black. It was African American. Asshole. It was African. Yeah, North African American. Whatever. Either it's, way, I'm not. Difference. African American from. Af- <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I don't give a shit. So obviously, <laughs> duh. So I guess we'll never see uh, Malcolm Zero over again. So where? So what are like? So what are they claiming now? Uh, oh, he's gonna look it up. Uh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Was there anything new? Uh, well, it's it's more uh, it's more of like a, a cleaning up of the uh, well, that's of the DNA, good. you know. So. Yeah. It was, it was cleaning up the DNA pool. Yeah, was somebody in your fucking DNA <laughs> thing named Fritz? Sixty nine percent. I'm sixty nine percent Nazi German French. Okay, I'm fifteen percent Irish and Scottish. That's okay. not true. Eight uh, percent Germanic Europe. Five percent mm-hmm. Eastern Europe and Russian. Oh, you you got you got an in for Putin? <laughs> can you get us in touch? Maybe you can, maybe you know uh, our our listener in Kostroma, Russia. Yeah, because Russia's so small. Right. <laughs> and three percent England, Wales, and northwestern Europe. And uh, my closer immediate family, you know, a couple generations behind. How many fucking things are in you? You know, if, 
If they just fucking write all the nationalities, they have to be Look, right sometime. Look, that, that's how it works. That's how it works. Why are they? Why is it color coded? And they got all this from all... one little bit of spit you sent a year and a half that's ago. That's right. That's fucking. That was like five years ago. Yeah, now. That wasn't. That's fucking pro wrestling right there that you have. They can you spit in a bag, and they send you any old shit, and you have no reason to not believe them. <laughs> this what's is that? Jiffy Lube all over what, what's again. Wrong, what's wrong with What's wrong with uh, Tell him your spit is wrong And you, you want just, You want another fake test Should you do it Should you, you do it You should no. just send some Why? sperm Because I know what I am Yeah we know what you are too But what about what's inside hey. <laughs> Whatever I'll tell you what will be inside you later me. Yeah, yeah You wish <laughs> But uh, anyway Aries you're driving his ass home tonight <laughs> I don't trust this guy <laughs> uh, The um but listen, I know because so my grandparents uh, were from Ireland. Maybe they lied. My great grandparents were right off the boat. Well, my great grandparents were from Ireland, right on both sides. My my grandmother and my grandmother, my Mimi and my granddad, right. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, who raised me's parents, were right off the boat from Sweden, right. Okay. Her husband's parents were right off the boat from Ireland uh, and I think a little Scottish right so I am pretty much 75% Irish and 25% uh, I bet that Swedish. I bet the DNA test would say something different yeah DNA test could say any old fucking crazy thing <laughs> well I'm right just, now you're just saying you'll crazy no crazy because I know where thing. my fucking family's from none of this involved me spitting into a fucking bag mailing it and then fucking strangers Telling me scientists. Scientists. <laughs> scientists. How do you know this scientist? Yeah. What do you mean? How do I know this scientist? That's a pretty what, cut. What, what do you think they would be? Con artists. Right. Con artists. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't actually know they're scientists. You just assume they're scientists. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> a problem. Just like you have. Just like you have scientists who assume that uh, what we have, what we eat in our food. Is healthy or unhealthy? It's not. It's not. <laughs> That's not a. Super. The American diet is the worst on the fucking planet. No, but you eat healthy, right? Well, how do healthy, you know that what healthier. you eat is? How do you know that what you eat is legitimately healthy? Because how I've, do you I've know that researched you, it? But how do you know? But if so you research it. So what? Yeah, but what makes it? What's you're what's, just who's yeah, to say? But who's you're to say, assuming who's, there's a scientist. He's you're assuming that I'm reading sp- repor- reports. You're, you're and you're assuming that the the research that you've done on the stuff that you eat is legit. But he it's he can same. he can track back and get names of the people who are doing the research. Yeah. You can't. Like who? <laughs> like like who? Like who? Who could he? T- but but if if he with? backtracked, even he, if he did, even if he did, who's to say that they're not lying? Who's to say that because they're not lying? Th- there There's is a paper many, trail? Many reports. If, if he wanted to, he could tra- tra- trace it back to their colleges. Mm-hmm. You cannot. That could be faked. <laughs> anything can be faked. It, if you're going to say that this is fake, anything can be faked. True, but it's a lot easier. I'm to not fake saying what you're I'm doing. not saying it's fake. He is. No, but I'm just, I, who's I, saying no, I understand, fake. no I understand that, but I'm just oh, saying that, that is the fake. DNA test. Yeah, no, that is fake yeah, yeah. Stanley Kubrick. What? <laughs> fucking Moonland and fake guy. Hey, I, I was told for the longest time from my folks that I had American uh, Native American in me. 
And it turns out I had you none. and Elizabeth Warren both. I, don't 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 compare me with her, please. Why? Just don't. Uh, Why? I just told you, just don't. You you brought up exactly what she said. Yeah. So yeah, but he brought her up. Yeah. But but you you gave the exact parallel. Your yeah, but what is it? Yeah, but yeah, your, but your, what does that have to do with what does that have to do with me? Because that's exactly what she said. Congratulations for her. I don't give a shit. I'm not talking about her. Fuck her. If you said what she said, there's a parallel. He can bring it up. Wonderful parallel. Now let's get back to what I was talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go ahead. I'm telling the ancestry thing is legit. They have TV shows. That 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 have here we go things. about TV shows and news. They have Wait, TV are you shows. Saying the X Files is real, huh? Are you saying the X Files is real? X Files? What the hell are you talking? <laughs> That's a TV show. Big deal. So is the Wheel of Fortune. What's so, your point? You're saying because it's a TV show, it's real. No, no, you're not listening to me. I am. The, uh, I can't remember the name of the show. I think it's on TLC. Oh, so TLC here we go. or History Channel, Don't one of those. Go chase. And I think it's called Who Do You Think You Are? I think that's what it's called. And it shows people learning their ancestry. Yeah, but they could have fucking sent back that you were from Middle Earth. You're going to believe <laughs> a fucking well, bunch believe of that. a bunch of fucking Bilbo Bilbo Saggins. You're going to believe a bunch of Strangers, but now all of a sudden your parents are fucking liars. Don't they my, know my what their parents, ancestry is? My parents told me that I had Native American in but me. But don't wouldn't they know what their ancestry is? My parents? Yeah. They I know would, what I would they assume knew, that they did. They knew their parents. Right? I would assume that they did, Who but it turns out they parents? were wrong. How or, do you know or, they were wrong? Or, or these, that thing's full of shit. These people that you're sending your spit to were wrong. It's not even like you fucking s- snap the carrot into a bag. It's your fucking spit. Yeah. That's all you need. No. Why do you think they swab a cheek to do DNA tests on criminals and shit? It is true. What? That's all you need. I no, mean, I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, yeah, they, do well, it all the they time. don't need more, but you do need a legitimate test facility. Right. I mean, they, they, they're backtracking on what they told you because of the public outcry of that every person got a little bit of African. Heritage, yeah, like they changed it, and now like, they're, they're backtracking. Oh no, no, we were, we were wrong. Not everyone has that. No, they, it's, it's, it's updated. They do updates. Yeah, okay? but why do they get the information from? How do they keep the sample? Yeah, I nothing, don't know. No, nothing changed. I don't know. I don't work there. No one works there. It's some <laughs> oh, dude in his fucking mom's basement. They swab. They they swab cheeks the inside of cheeks for DNA testings for, for for DNA testing they do it all the time what's the difference between that and this that's what I thought I don't I don't even know what you mean. like you spit one you spit in a bag right you spit in a tube then you put it in a bag right and yep. where does that go it goes to the ancestry. Uh, all of ancestors. the labs. Uh, I don't know. I, Meanwhile, I don't the Hall of Ancestors. I don't remember exactly where it goes. Like what's what city and state? I don't know that. So you don't know anything of fucking about this, but your parents are fucking liars. Oh God! But <laughs> essentially, <laughs> the the ancestry labs could be across the street here in this. 
factory. I don't know where they are. They ma- you mail it out and you get the results back. I don't know what else there is to say. It could be in Cleveland for all I know. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You don't know. So this could be a load of shit. Oh, I, I think you're a load of shit. <laughs> Why is that so difficult for you to admit that this is could be a load of shit? To believe that this is a load of shit is to believe that anything is a load of shit. <laughs> that's okay. That's deep, man. All right. Okay. So can you say that this could possibly be a load of shit? Anything can be a so load yes. of shit. So yes. Yes. Anything can be. Sure. Anything can be a load of shit. Alexa. <laughs> NASA. The talkies. Yeah. That could all be bullshit. Any, you know, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe could be a bolt. No, a because I'm shit. looking at He-Man. I sold $500 of He-Man recently. I know that's not bullshit. This. Okay. This is not bullshit. I know. That's true. That's true. I know Mixtape Massacre is real. You know how I know huh? it? I know Mixtape Massacre is real. You know how I know? That's not know? bullshit. I sent Mixtape Massacre money. Yeah. Or, or s- someone here sent Mixtape Massacre <laughs> money. That was me. Right? And they sent a fucking game back. Okay. Right? You sent fucking spit, which is not very good commerce, right? And they sent you back any old fucking shit and then changed it. How do you it. know it's any old fucking they shit? They changed it. They said this <laughs> is it. updated. What, you, what? Did your fucking ancestry update? Like your phone, your phone updates. How do you know that ain't bullshit? All right, let DNA me ask you this. doesn't change. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you believe in God? I believe. What if he was one of us? <laughs> Just a straight. All right, all right. You're it's not. A, you're not going to answer. Alanis Moore said, "Is God right?" Yeah. You're not going to answer that straightly. <laughs> we get into the good stuff right at the end. <laughs> wow. So we found out DNA tests are not real. We found out that uh, apparently eating vegan is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just as unhealthy as everyone else because the science lies. And uh, what else have we learned? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's bullshit. Everything has a possibility of being bullshit. It's true. (laughs) Maybe we should end on that high note. (laughs) about as high as you're going to get. If you... But they, it'd be bad enough if they didn't fucking change it. So you all of a sudden, like, did you fucking get radiate? Did you fucking walk through an alternate reality wormhole? It, and now we you have, have a different nationality? My mother has an old uh, 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 history book okay. on on our family lineage. Right. It, it's, it's, it's old. You know, it's, Is that the one that says you're part uh, Native American? No, okay. but it does say that we have ancestry. We have ancestors who came in from uh, from uh, Canada, which is exactly what it says here. Quebec. Uh, let's see. Uh, New Brunswick, the Qu- northern Maine. So French you're related settlers. to the Quebecers? Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Jacques and Raymond. <laughs> so what do you, what's in that thing? She has an old what? I just told you. It's it's a, it's like an old um But does it say you're Native American? To be to, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. I don't I haven't read it in the longest time. Why I should look at it again to be perfectly honest. Why don't you just spit on it and have it tell you? 
You're funny. I'll tell you what. And here you are thinking that you're talking you're to the 70, mics. Talking to the mics. Here you are thinking that you're seventy five percent Irish. Where you where you very well could be, you know? Because I know be. my fucking ancestors. Yeah, but you don't know it's seventy five. Yeah, it well, could no. be. It could be seventy. <laughs> in which, in which, no, no, no. no don't, laugh, 70, don't laugh at that. Don't it could laugh be at seventy four point seven. No, 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 no. Don't laugh at that because if it's if it's seventy as opposed to seventy five, then it's five percent of something else, and that five percent could be Scottish, like you mentioned before, or it could be something else. Yeah, there is some Scottish in there. It's not exactly, but I know that I, I'm predominantly Irish with a little <laughs> bit of Swedish. By the way, Kexi's hanging out. And Keck says, oh, I want to give MZ a hug. Poor guy. I know, right? <laughs> well, Kex, Kex, is, Kex is no longer your brother, though. He is 1% African. <laughs> he was. Was. Before Until the, fucking, the update. <laughs> before he fucking went through the uh, annihilation field or whatever. Hey. Now he's 75% fern. <laughs> By the way, Mars, on, on Instagram, on the picture you posted for the, for yeah. the um, show, someone said, looking good for old dudes. <laughs> Who said the that? the person's name? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm not going to call him out. You can look at it. Well, we'll have to look at it. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Wait, you going to get offended? Someone called you old? Get we over are it. Old. You're we old. We are fucking old. <laughs> Jesus. As Mars found out a couple weeks ago, we're we're past middle uh, middle aged. Mm. If, we, if we go by life expectancy. Well past. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to wind this shit down because. Uh, if I live to be 100, I'm middle aged. <laughs> Aries, do you have to work tonight? I don't have to work tonight. No. Oh, that's good. Is it not going to be bad enough? No, I, I I actually turned down the overtime. Oh, I got you. He's just rolling in money. He doesn't need it. <laughs> no, I, I, I had other reasons to turn it down. <laughs> All right, so let's go around the room and say goodbye, ZMZ. Hey, arrivederci, goosebags. Goosebags. Arrivederci, goosebags. Goosebags. All right, Aries. Goodbye. <laughs> Mars. I don't know who this is who called me old, but I'll fight him in the street. Oh, <laughs> I, I know who it is. I'll tell you off the air. I am not old. I'm not uh, old. You said you were old a couple weeks ago. No, I'm not. And I am fucking spitting anything to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably tell you that you're 10 years older. Fucking spit, spit into the face uh, of fucking God right on the bus. What am I doing? You're uh, saying goodbye. Oh. Uh, <laughs> On the darkest day, on the brightest oh, night, no oh evil will escape our fight. All right, fight. Our fight. Remember, children, wherever you go, there you go. Oh, you're back. He's back. Uh, I just did that because my kid is watching. Both <laughs> yeah. of Yeah. So let me just check, uh, close out the chat room here. We have people saying uh, goodnight, evil corny. Um, he says MZ's not black anymore, but he gets 4G with that last update. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 double eyeballs. I don't know who that is, but double eyeballs is hanging out. Uh, Kex uh, says good night. You know who that is? No. Is that an egg? That's an egg. Yeah, that's my daughter. Oh, that's your daughter, huh? Yeah. Double eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, that is going to do it for episode two forty. Uh, sorry, three three forty four. Uh, appreciate. Uh, Freddie joining us. It was always yeah. a pleasure having Fred join us, and everyone that dude's the best. Yeah, yeah. he's he's cool. awesome. Fred's he's so cool. fucking cool, man. And uh, you guys should really check out the Kickstarter campaign that's going to be starting on Wednesday, March sixth. For mixtape massacre, escape from Tall Oaks is going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be the fucking bomb. It's going to be the shit. Check out the game; it sounds amazing. 
and uh, give that Kickstarter a look and help support it. And uh, also want to big shout out to everyone who hung out in the chat room tonight, everyone who joined in with the feedback, everyone who's going to check out the podcast on Fridays. We appreciate you guys. So from everyone here at Castle Wolfenstein, we'll see you next week. Mars and Wolfie are the only ones here with nice, uh, nicely groomed facial shavings. Everybody else is <laughs> completely out of fucking control right now. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Yeah, but your and yours isn't nice and groomed. Uh, more so. You got, you got hobo stubble. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hobosexual. <laughs>